Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The Bucks game is over. Are they one win closer to hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy? Let's talk about what happened in the game with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show on The Fan. Your local Pick and Save stores, the official grocer of the Milwaukee Bucks. Welcome in. It is a very depressing night if you are a Milwaukee Bucks fan as the Bucks lose 110 to 88. This has been the year of injury in the playoffs for sure in the NBA and now the injury bug uh, has struck Giannis uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks as well as uh, Giannis comes down and well, at the very wow. best, Hyper extends his knee at the very best. Uh, again, worst case scenario, uh, torn ACL and other ligaments possibly. Who knows? Uh, we still don't know the exact results of, of how this whole thing is going to play out. But the Bucks lose 110-88. Series tied up at two. Game five uh, back at Pfizer Forum uh, on Thursday. Tim Allen joining me as we'll do a combo Yo. post-game show here. Brewers and uh, Bucks tonight. Brewers still with a good, I don't know, 45 minutes or so to go. Uh, is there up two to My one uh, with two runners on for the Cubs uh, in two outs and Javi Baez yeah, at the plate uh, for the uh, Cubs? Love me some Cousins. He's pitched so well for the Brewers. Uh, so, yeah, so let's talk about this Bucks team. Uh, therapy, we're here. Uh, we can all grieve together yeah. and uh, talk about a Bucks jinx or whatever you want to talk about. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us uh, at 12:50. Uh, AM, AM twelve fifty. The fan. Um, I I don't even know. You go ahead. Well, all right. Here's the deal. I I am. Um, I, I'm just going to play it this way. This team, if they play like they played in the first quarter tonight, after given the golden goose gift of Trey Young being out, they don't deserve to win the NBA title. They don't deserve it when they come out given that gift. And they come out as sloppy as they did again. Turnovers, bad shots, lack of ball movement, never going into the paint consistently. If they go an inside game from the start and bull rush their weight around here a little bit, maybe Giannis is never in that situation in the third quarter to even get hurt. 
they should be ashamed of themselves for the way they came out in that first quarter and basically the first half, guys. Giannis was almost non-existent. I'm, I'm half a mind to even say that he might have been hurt even before that play. Where awful. was he? Looked awful. Where was the inside game? That was embarrassing. Knowing that you were in the driver's seat without Trey Young and with a chance to take this thing back home and a clincher on Thursday to get to the NBA Finals, that was an embarrassment. I uh, I had all that fire and all that passion and all that energy that Tim Allen just displayed there on the radio. I I, I lost it all with the Giannis injury. I'll be honest. I, I, I was... Watched the first half of the game at home, uh, and then at halftime left because I had to take the 14-year-old uh, and his girlfriend back to his girlfriend's house to drop her off uh, to come here uh, to do the post-game show and finish watching the Bucks game. So I was in the car when said Giannis injury happened. And we were talking, imagine this, Tim, about Disney World, having the conversation about Disney World, <laughs> um, because it turns out she's a big Disney World fan too, which is a good sign. And having the conversation, and all of a sudden, I heard Ted Davis on the radio say, oh, this isn't good. And then it was silence on the car mm-hmm. radio. Yep. And then yep. as he was talking, I'm like, he sounds like somebody just got killed. Like, he is talking so slow, and there's so much dead air. And we're both like, the 14 year are like, it has to be Giannis. Like, you wouldn't be acting this way with all due respect to Bryn Forbes or anybody else. I just don't think you're acting this way if it's one of them. It has to be Giannis, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And then finally, we hear that it is indeed Giannis, and then we hear, okay, he's he's walking off. Okay, his brother's helping him off. Okay, now he's walking without assistance. And then we hear Giannis is now back on the bench. And I'm going, back on the bench can't be all that bad. He's back on the bench thinking about playing again. And then he leaves the bench and goes back in the back again, uh, and then that's it for Giannis. The Bucs uh, could have... Uh, really rallied around it and played even harder after the Giannis injury, or they could have quit. It appears they quit uh, after the Giannis injury, which not surprising after what you just talked about uh, with the first half. I don't really want to play what happened in this game on TNT uh, from, from uh, the Giannis perspective. Um, I, I don't know what you think. I mean, I'm okay. By the way, cousins just struck out half of the bases loaded to get out of that inning. Brewers still up two one. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you, you, and, and you ended advanced. up walking Baez. I then? think he hit Baez. Oh, he did. I All think right. he hit yeah. Baez. Uh, yeah, yeah. figure that one out. We'll we'll talk about some of the and details now they're checking Cousins' hat currently. But two two to one as you go to the bottom of the uh, seventh inning. That might be a game in which uh, Hater is called upon for more than just three outs. Just just keep that in your back pocket. I'm not even gonna hold my breath on that either. So do we play the Giannis injury or do we not play the Giannis injury? Uh, what what do we do? Good here? good good question. Um, I have not heard it on TNT. Okay, well let's play it then. All right, All right. here is the Giannis injury from TNT. Uh, yes, this sucks. I Here we go. And those of you on hold, because there's already people on hold that want to talk about this, uh, this is how it played out on TNT. Williams around Middleton. Oh, he was trying to, trying to lob to Capella, but the ball went in. And someone's down. And it looks like it's Giannis grabbing that right, or excuse me, that left knee. Oh, no. 
Oh my goodness, there was a lot of contact on the alley there. This is something you absolutely don't want to see. Oh, I can see the hyperextension. Yep, the left knee. Oh, oh man. Can't even look at it. No. All right, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, there, that, there's more that Evan recorded. Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass, producing the combo postgame show tonight. It is a pick and save basketball postgame show right now. Bucks loose to the Hawks. 11088. Steve Sparky, five of the franchise. Tim Allen broadcasting live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. Uh, and your turn to grieve, yeah. uh, vent, well, whatever. I, it, numerous it, people tweeted at me and said, don't even bother with the postgame show. I don't even want to talk about it. No, uh, it, it needs to be discussed about the first half. How did this team come out the way I, they did? I know, I know the Giannis yeah. thing is, is upsetting, and, and that is the biggest probably uh, frustration for the mass Bucks fan base. But I, me personally, I am fuming over the way this team came out in this basketball game tonight. There is no excuse for that. Sloppy play. You got away with it in game three with the same sort of start. Middleton should be disallowed to shoot anything in the first six minutes of a basketball game. You got away with it in game three, and what kept you in that basketball game, and I thought it was the key of game three, was continuing to go inside and go into the paint. They got their buckets down there to stay in the game, to make sure you stayed in the game, and you got on a run and ran away with it late. Okay, fair enough. You would think that they would come out with some absolute 100% muscle, and they looked like they were sleepwalking to start this basketball game. Shame on you guys. You guys don't deserve to win the NBA Finals if you're going to continue to start games like that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, all I'm going to say about that is uh, not surprised at all with Mike Boonholzer. Uh, not playing to the paint, not Doesn't not come running on the players not, too, though. Not not playing, not you know, running anything in the post and just having us listen. You heard? Well, I don't know if you heard it. It was one of the wired ups about Bud. I'll keep passing the ball, keep taking the shots. The offense will come around. There was never anything on that one wired up timeout. Now, grant you, we didn't hear every timeout, right. but there was nothing on that one wired up timeout going, guys, we got to get the ball to the paint. Guys, let's post up if we have mismatches. Yep. I heard none of that. It was only one. It was I only heard one wired up. So maybe there were others that I missed, or we never heard the ones that weren't wired up. But in that one, I didn't hear anything. And again, we'll see. We'll see what he says after the game on post game. Evan will get it. And We'll see if Bud says, you know, we screwed up. Like, we, we should have attacked more in the paint. We should have ran more balls to, uh, into the post with mismatches mm-hmm. when we had them, and we didn't do that. I bet you money he doesn't say that. I can all but guarantee you. Because now Budenholzer has to spin it and say, hey, you know, if Giannis is out, okay. You know, that's horrible, but we got to step up and play. You know, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, good players. Brooke Lopez, good player. We'll figure out a way to come back and, and win in Milwaukee on Thursday night. You have to spin it as quickly as possible off of that injury because that's going to be the talking point now going forward. Tyler in Greenfield, you're first up on the Big and Save Post Game Show with Tim Allen and Sparky. Hey, hey Spark. It's been, it's been a while. And two things. One, first off, uh, Tim – 
I agree with you 100%. I mean, the first quarter, I wasn't watching the game on TV, but I was still falling online, and I was screaming for the team mm-hmm. to stop chking the three. He was, squir- he was screaming on Twitter as well. I was, yeah. I was watching it, you go crazy I, I on Twitter, Tyler. Yes. It, it, was, it, was, it was just so, so frustrating. Quite honestly, it, you know, which I'm becoming more concerned about this, if they don't make the finals, I'm sorry, I've defended Boonholzer for quite a while. I can't anymore. He's got to go. With all these opportunities and just the way he approaches things, it's just absolutely, you know, he is not he is not using the team right or he's not motivating them right or just something is not right. He's had three opportunities now with the level of talent he's had to get this team to the finals, and he is about to blow it again for the third year in a row. So that's the first thing. And two, I don't know what we did to upset the sports gods. I don't know if Bud Selig made a deal with the devil to bring the Brewers, Brewers here. I mean, I mean, bless Bud Selig's heart, but if he made a deal with the devil to get the Brewers here that does that did some of the Milwaukee sports, I mean, nah. I just don't know Bud anymore. Selig has nothing to do with the Bucs. Don't blame him for the Bucs. He's blaming for enough crap. Thanks for the call, Tyler. What happened no. to the Brewer game? He's bringing Bud Selig in because of the Bucs' bad luck. Stop! I mean, oh, Bud okay. gets blamed for enough gotcha. stuff, but he's he's not the reason the Bucks and the Brewers can't figure this out. Can't blame Bud's Bud Sealing for the Bucks. No. Come on, no. no, come on. I mean, be, be nice, Louis in Franklin. You're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. Uh, I I don't even know what to ask. There's nothing really to ask other than uh, you know how you're feeling at this moment in time and how you see the future. I guess kind of going forward for the Bucks here. Always a pleasure, boys. Uh... You know, you know, Tim is on to it. I, I'm, I'm at my kids, you know, six to eight baseball game, and I and I get an alert on my phone that Trey Young is out, and I thought immediately, and I looked to my wife, who played five years of D3 college basketball in the state, and I said, if they don't blow them out tonight, they have no business being in the NBA final. Yep. And then I look, and I'm watching this game, and I'm watching. I'm watching like a a puncher versus a knockout fighter, and the Bucks for whatever reason. And I'm not going to blame Budenholzer because if you played the sport, once you're on the court and it's live, if a guy takes a shot, if a guy takes a drive, if a guy makes a pass, it's not the coach's fault. There, the philosophy. If you want to, if you want to knock his overall philosophy, that's fine. But I mean, when they when they knock, you know, they're trying to knock out twenty threes and a half, and and they hit four or five. That that's not on Budenholzer. Who that's is it on, on? That's on the shot selection. Right. Who's the coach dictating? Let it fly. Who whose philosophy is that? Spark. That's been their philosophy for years. Right. And why do you think they lose in the postseason? Because you got a seven footer in Brooke Lopez out on the damn wing trying to jack up threes when he's got the clear advantage inside. I counted one hook shot inside from Brooke Lopez tonight. One. In the last series, they had the size advantage inside. How much did he play inside? Now you're in this series, you have even more of a size advantage. The last series, Giannis had post-up after post-up after post-up, and it was working. And I was on Twitter going, just feed him the rest of the night. Did they? Of course not. It went away. How much did you see that tonight before the injury? You didn't. Stop with the defending of Budenholzer. I've had enough of all of this crap, I hear it day in and day out on the big show. I've had my fill. Y'all, he's just not a championship-quality coach. That's it. This has nothing to do with the Giannis injury. That's not Bud's fault. That crap you saw in the first half, we've seen that 
all the time from Budenholzer coach Bucks teams where they're flat, they abandon whatever they're trying to do, or they just don't do what was working and decide to shoot up threes instead. This is typical Budenholzer stuff. I gave them credit last game when they were actually playing in the paint and Giannis was yep. actually doing post moves and the, and it was attacking guys. I gave them all kinds of credit. But if you think that anybody at this point can defend Boonholzer for that crap you saw in the first half or the players, players deserve to get ridiculed too. I'll be fair, both. But he's the coach. It, it starts and ends with him. And I got something else to say. If you don't want Boonholzer back, I have bad news. You're not firing Boonholzer after Giannis gets hurt. Because now, no matter what happens, you can't put it on Budenholzer. Even if you want to, if you're Mark Lazar, even if you want to move on, you can't fire him and then go, well, they got knocked out by the Hawks. Because any reasonable person would go, you lost Giannis. Of course you got knocked out at that point. So I, I think, while Giannis getting hurt obviously sucks, but that also means now I think that Budenholzer stays going forward. Yeah, Brooklyn's not going to fire Nash. I mean, no. it's just it's just not happening. Right, not so over I, a major injury like that. No, no and, and I understand that. And and it, I'm like Louie, uh, and I'm like you, Stevie. Back in game three, stay in the paint, stay in the post. Don't don't worry about it. You're down five, you're down, down seven. Just keep getting your points. Keep getting your points. The shot's going to come around. Because let's face it, th- their shots do come around. Middleton's a, a finisher. He is a finisher. We know that he's not a starter. He's not a starter. That was just that was just so embarrassing. And to make matters worse, I you know again uh, when it rains it pours here. I don't see how any NBA player pick the worst NBA player in the league today. I don't see how anybody in this league can airball two free throws. I'm sorry, Giannis. I love you, dude, but there is no reason that an NBA professional basketball player should be airballing not one but two free throws airball after he airballed the second one I saw several tweets from Bucks fans saying they broke Giannis it's done and and I was just like they didn't know he's breaking Giannis because he shoots a second airball like again he shoots airballs all the time so you're not going to break him. It doesn't even face him, I don't think, at this point. It's like, okay, well, I, I shot another one. Fine. He shoots him all the time. Like, I, I don't even flinch anymore when it happens. It's like, okay, whatever. He shot another one. Now, again, uh, MVPs uh, of the NBA shooting air ball free throws, yeah, probably not the these, most common thing in the world. These shots from outside on top of it, I think they had three air balls from yep. outside. They yep. weren't even close. Nope. Some of these shots – I mean, you talk about get get a good look, and and uh, you know if it doesn't go down, you got to get a good look. No, they weren't even close. I mean, I you know what? When you have the size advantage, and you don't take advantage of that, you don't deserve to win. That to me, I'm I'm ba- I'm doing the balancing act on who to blame on this: the players on the court for making that decision, or the concept from Coach Bud. You tell us. All right, let's go to Trell on the north side. He's a huge Bucks fan. You tell us, Trell, which where, where do you put the blame here? I'm heartbroken, man. Yeah, well, and you're uh, a Bucks fan. I'm, We've lived I'm, through heartbreak before. Uh, I thought this year was different. I mean, I, I will say this, uh, talent-wise, with Trey Young out, I don't know if he's going to come back now or whatever, but if he continues to stay out, the Bucks should win this series still, but they got no chance in the finals at all. Nope. Uh, yes, that's what kills me because I really thought this was going to be the year that they could possibly win a championship. Um, I mean, I'm, I've had enough of uh, 
ran about Boonhoser. I mean, he should be fired. I understand the injury thing, but you can say, well, Trey Young was out too. Their best player was out too. So you can't really blame it on the, the, the Giannis injury. But I would say the way they came out, as soon as I heard Trey Young one playing, I knew they were going to come out like that. Like they didn't know what to do because their defense is pretty much based on making him be hero ball, making him, you know, try to do everything. Yeah, but then why did Lou Williams come out and look like Trey Young? Because the Bucks were, if you if you seen that game, they were unsettled. The coach didn't have any type of mindset to call a timeout and and and, and, and yell and get into them and let them know, you know, get your heads into the game because they were definitely not in the game. And I said it, uh, I was sitting there watching with my coach, two of my coworkers watching the game, and I said, no, coworkers, like, oh, they'll, they'll come back in the – the third quarter, I said, when you let a team like that get confidence, you don't know what's going to happen in the second yep. half. And look, and, the, and Giannis came out. He came out aggressive like he did, and then what happens? A freak injury happens. And, man, that just took all the air out of me. Like, I, I'll talk to you guys later, man. You guys have a great night. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Again, yeah, I mean, that's the long time, die hard bleeds, you know, Bucks the 24-7. Trail is like one of the biggest Bucks fans you're going to come across. Been calling my post-game show forever and a day and calls your post-game show, calls all the shows on the station. And you can just tell, like, that's it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that's it. It's disheartening, but I, I will say this. Now, again, that's the first positive thing we've heard or thought that they still can win the series, according to Trell. Okay. But but let's let's keep this into perspective here. I mean, we're talking about some of these teams that have been riddled with their own injuries as well. For we, sure. We shouldn't be that shocked. I mean, there's Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you're looking at Kyrie Irving and, and obviously uh, James Harden and, and, and Trey Young, and now it's Giannis. So it's, I mean, it's, it's par for the course. I will say that. Okay, so let, let me give you an idea of kind of where fans are at on this one. Kilted Menace, that's the name of the Twitter account, tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan. It's got a picture of a crying uh, 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 gif of a crying Jordan dumping out some brown stuff. And it says, I figure we have two days for one of the Brewer starters to blow out his elbow before 12 ops out of the season on Friday. Welcome to Wisconsin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that gives you the idea of kind of where Wisconsin sports fans are right now. Yeah, you, you might as well just throw in Aaron Jones with a non-contact knee injury. Well, but he threw in too. 12 opting out of the season on Friday yeah, because of COVID okay. or whatever, so you never know. Uh, Matt in Paddock Lake, you're next on the Pick and Save ba- uh, Basketball Post Game Show with Tim Allen and Sparky. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, Seriously. Uh, just typical Wisconsin sports. You know, the, it. It's right in front of us, and, of course, Giannis probably blows out his knee, and our two other max players don't step up when Giannis goes out. So we're here back at square one. Same thing, rinse, wash, repeat. So, sorry, I'm just taking my dog for a walk right now, trying to get out of all this Wisconsin sports. Well, time to a tree and jump in Paddock Lake, and that'll make you feel better. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the same thing. Like, I get hope. Like, Trey Young is out. Like, okay, we're in the finals. But then, just that poor, poor 
start to the game, and then all of a sudden Giannis goes down. It's like, man, we just catch a break? Like, what the hell? I'm sorry, guys. I just, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what yep. to think. It's where a lot of people yep. are right now, Matt. Yep. Thanks yep. for the call. Paddock Lake, right. great fishing yep. out in Paddock Lake, if you've ever been out that way in Kenosha County. Uh, so the Bucks lose tonight uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, so can no- we get an update on the on the Brewers? Yeah, where, sure. Where it's uh, still two one. Brewers uh, top of eight right now with one out. Boxberger uh, pitching. Oh boy! All right. Uh, and Hayward up one. Uh, currently one ten eighty eight. Uh, Hawks over the Bucks. Uh, quickly here, uh, go over the box score. PJ Tucker twenty seven minutes, three of seven from the floor, two of five from three. Eight points, two rebounds. Giannis, 24 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3, 0 of 3 from the free throw line. 14 points, 8 boards, 3 assists, a block, a couple of turnovers, and, of course, uh, an injury. We still don't know exactly how severe. Uh, Chris Middleton, 36 minutes, 6 of 17 from the floor, 0 of 7 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. 16 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals, 4 turnovers. He was not only was he bad shooting the ball, he was bad passing the ball. Yeah. He was bad defensively. Like, he yep. was horrible. Horrible is what he was. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 29 minutes, 3 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3-point three range, 7 points, 5 boards, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers. Drew Holiday, 38 minutes, 6 of 17 from the floor, 2 of 7 from Jeez. 3, 5 of 6 from the line, 19 points, 5 boards, 9 assists, 4 turnovers, uh, for him, off the bench, uh, the best player off the bench was Bobby Portis. 21 minutes, 7 points, 7 rebounds, 2 turnovers, 1 of 5 from 3, 3 of 9 uh, keep from shooting, the field. Keep shooting, Coach Bud. Just keep launching. The Bucks were 8 yeah. of 39 from 3. Yeah, I mean, just just keep shooting 20%. from out there. When you know you have the size advantage, and, and I, I, again, if, if you're just tuning in, I don't believe that scenario even comes up in the third quarter for Giannis to even. The odds of that happening if the Bucks come out on fire, given the golden goose of a gift of Trey Young being out. And this whole, well, you have to credit Atlanta, credit Atlanta, credit those Hawks, credit McMillan, credit these guys. They really stepped, they've really, no. I'm not going to credit them. I'm going to discredit the Milwaukee Bucks for coming out the way they did because that scenario, the odds of that, those those two players, was it Capella? I think it was. Capella and Giannis being right there at that second, if this game starts out a little different, are so astronomically, I don't believe it ever it, it ever happens. If the Bucks just have some tenacity, some intensity, some energy from the start, some crisp, play of basketball basketball with a plan to to say hey we're taking this thing back home and it's going to be a damn party downtown yeah that's gonna what be i was thinking a party in the district yep. on thursday night the weather's yep. going to cooperate everyone's going to be be down there i i just i have a, a huge problem with that let me ask you guys this uh, you, we might have to break i'm not at the we're at not the breaking here. until okay. the brewers post game um, show at some point i'm not breaking but, we'll just keep taking calls but, uh, you know, uh, having my hands full with the Brewers on every little uh, detail, are the Bucks just too nice? Shouldn't they have, like, a nasty in them a little bit? Barkley, Shouldn't they, Stevie? Well, Barkley at halftime said they have no killers on the team. There's no Jordans. There's no Kobe's. No whatever. I mean, you got 
some, you know, dogs or whatever they want to call themselves, and P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis and okay. Drew Holiday to a point. You have some of that, but your star player, uh, you know, according to Barkley, uh, Giannis doesn't have that mentality. Uh, Middleton doesn't have that mentality. Nope. Uh, nope. And Gian- apparently Barkley before the game said the, uh, he thought the Bucks would win, but the Hawks would cover. Because of that, he thought the Hawks would keep it close. And halftime, he said he still thought the Bucks were going to win, even with all of that. Now I have no idea what he's saying on the air. Now I'm 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 guessing he's not predicting the Bucks to win the championship anymore after this. Uh, but that that would only be a guess at this point. Let's go to Q on the East Side. You're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show with Sparky and Tim Allen. What's up, Q? Hey guys, man, Sparky. Whoa, I whoa. Really your rant. Hold on, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Dude, find out what's up with Darth Vader on one. Outside the universe. I, I don't know where he's calling. Or he might be on Mars, but that was that was weird, and it scares me. So please check on Q and make sure he's okay. It's a strange night. And That's if, why I don't trust this if, Brewer score if, right now. If, I don't trust that at all. If Q is having some type of a problem, please call help for him. Uh, Ken, leaving the Deer District, you're next on the Pick a Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Ken? What's going on, my guys? And you sound uh, normal, so that's good. All right, what you got? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just heartbroken. Yeah, everybody I mean, is. It, it from the get go, it was, it was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, like how how you how you didn't like um, how you didn't come up with just to dominate from the get go. Yep, it was inexcusable. And I mean, my my biggest thing right now is like I, I I feel terrible for Giannis. I, it, it has been a joy just to watch him all year. I loved his mindset, and he's he's just such a he's just such a good person. And for this to happen, I it really felt like I, I even even how bad that first half was. Like I felt like you know the the Bucks were gonna they could still do it. And from the get go in the second half, like yes, this is Giannis taking over. That's and that's where I was gonna dis, I like I, I heard Chuck they had the post the the halftime report on at the Deer District, and like when Chuck says like well. I don't agree with that. I think I think Giannis has that. I think Giannis has that killer mentality that he can go out there and get you buckets. Did you when see you him did, try yeah, to go out there and do that in the first half, or did he seem no, passive? I, 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 and I understand he didn't. And in the first half, he seemed passive. And Tim, you're right. Like it was it was bad from the free throw line. But when he was starting to he was starting to feel it in that second half, and I was, and I was like, all right, Giannis has this. And then just just the way that happened, and it, it just. Just, I mean, just, just think about the past ten years since since the Packers Super Bowl. We like, it's just inherently snakebitten every at every level, Bucks, Brewers, Packers, uh, Badgers. Like it, like it, it just. I, I don't know. I was it was it the price that we paid for that? Like you like to say, Sparky, that magic carpet ride. Maybe that was the price we had to pay. Maybe it, it's 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 just. I don't know what it is because Green Bay, Green Bay isn't Milwaukee per se. Maybe that's how Green Bay had yeah. back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and, and two Super Bowl titles. Maybe if it was the Milwaukee Packers, maybe they wouldn't have any of that right now. I have no yeah. idea. I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I tend to agree with you. It feels like you're just yeah. got a dark cloud uh, over the top. You and the Packers have had the yeah. dark cloud too since that last Super yeah. Bowl. Wait, can, can I just say one thing before you guys yeah. cut me off? Like you cut me off for a long time. I mean, like guys, again, I love you guys. You know, thank you for doing this, but just you know. Prayers for Giannis. Like, hopefully everything is good. I mean, he's he's a warrior. He's a good person, and I, I hope everything is all right with him. Yep. I, it would it would be terrible if anything worse came. Yeah. With this See, and that's is, that's I, the other part about this. Thanks for the call. Yep, this is the thanks. other part about this. By the way, Brewers 
Uh, Cubs have two runners on with one out now. Boxberger against Sogard, uh, who's zero oh for three. Uh, Chris Hook just had a visit to talk to Boxberger hey, prior to this. You know how that. this is going to end. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly how this is going <laughs> to no, end. No, no, we have enough negative going on right now with the box. I'm just do telling not, you. That, do he not. Just, he just pointed this out. Doom and gloomers unite tonight here on the fan. <laughs> <laughs> but you're part of doom and gloomers. I mean, it's not even. I, again, you know, I, I see Dan Plucker. God bless his soul. You know, he. He's been here for a couple of years, uh, you know, lived in Michigan, California, you know, Padres fan, Lions fan, all that stuff. I, I, God bless him. You know, and he's like, oh, you guys just breed negativity. You guys just love it. I'm just getting off this app. Okay, fine. And then, then get off the app. But I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, and, and Tim, you can speak to this, man, when you live, breathe, eat, and slept this organization and this team for as long as the majority of us have, never thinking we would ever see an MVP-type player come through Milwaukee. Then you have one that's a multiple MVP and a defensive player of the year. Then the bubble comes with a very good chance to to possibly win this thing, and all the other crap off the court happens and things go wrong. Uh, Then, by the way, uh, the Brewers uh, turn a double play and a line drive to first base, step on first. There you go. Uh, So you were wrong there. Forget about that doom and gloomer thing. Thank you. All right, here we go now. Bottom of the eighth, we go. So you you go through all of that. Then literally everything falls in front of you. Literally, you smoke Miami. Then you get the Nets all kinds of hobbled up and beat up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get one and a half guys. That still goes seven. You figure out a way how to win that. Then the number one seed gets beat by this Atlanta Hawks team who has one star. Then you get the Hawks. Now Trey Young goes down. He's not even playing tonight, and you're going, oh, my God. Like, here we go. It's going to be the Suns or the Clippers and us. And Suns might probably be like a six- or seven-game series. It'll be close, but we got a chance to win this thing. Here we go. Yep. And then Yas goes down after a horrible first half. And as a Bucks fan, you're just going, if this is ACL, he's going to be gone all of next year, uh, or at least until, like, April. Uh, he's yep. going to be gone. If it's worse than that, then he's gone all of next year, including the postseason. Then at that point, you're essentially what? An injury away from being a lottery team. Oh, wait, do you even have that pick to even cash in on that pick and at this will point? will he ever be the same? Well, that's a whole nother depressing. See, that's the thing. I mean, Hopefully it's just a hyperextension, and okay. we're good, and yes, he misses the rest of the playoffs with a hyperextension, but he's good for next year, and we're good. That's the most positive news that can come out of this right now. Can can we just look play uh, WebMD here or something? Can we see what typically a hyperextended knee? I think it's a couple uh, is, of weeks. is is doing to an NBA player. Is it like two weeks? Let's. I mean, let's let's check it out. But I mean, guys, Sparky's right, and and I'll go on one better. I'll even even rewind back to 2019, in which you're up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you find a way. I just. I, I I guess internally, it's tough to get inside of Chris Middleton's head. It's tough to get inside of Holiday's head or Lopez or any of these guys. But you do know one thing. To get where they're at, they have to have the most spirited, uh, competitive nature to them, right? They, they just have to to get where they're at. Do they show it? Outwardly show it. I just have some concerns with some mean grit, dirt, just some just some muscle, push your weight around, bully these guys around. Isn't that what it takes to win at the highest level? Not cheating, not dirty. I didn't use those two words. 
I just said, push your man weight around for once. Yeah, mean mug. We get a mean mug once in a while. Is that really kind of the mean-spirited nature at the highest competitive uh, level you can get to? I don't know. Some people look at that mean mug thing as kind of a goofy celebration thing with Giannis. It's all fun. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's fine. But as a team, had they come out with that sort of spirit from the opening tip tonight, Giannis might not even be in the game at that particular minute. They might not draw up that play or that play doesn't happen against them for that to even happen. I bl- I'm telling you guys, I'm blaming how they came out in this game and it com- compare it, go back and just, it just was repeat of the opening of game three. Shame on you guys. That was embarrassing. Um, I, I got a story here from January on Jonathan Isaac for the magic. Uh, this was from, when was this? I think it was January. Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac, who suffered a hyperextended left knee during the first quarter of Wednesday's game against the Wizards, will be out indefinitely and reevaluated in eight to ten weeks. Oh, Isaac geez. underwent an MRI, oh, which revealed a posterior lateral corner injury and a medial bone contusion. The team says the mm. operative and non-operative treatments will be considered adding that his return to action will depend on how he responds to treatment and rehabilitation. But there was no damage to the ACL, MCL, and PCL. So, again, that was avoiding the three major ligament damages and having some other stuff going on in the knee, and that was eight to ten weeks. So, again, you, I, you, you, you would assume I mean, he's done for the playoffs, even if it's hyperextended. You would, you would assume. But, but again, well, let's, let's hope for the best here. Now, can, like Trell said, can they get through this particular series? Um, maybe I, uh, if Trey young is out, they might be able to still win this series. Yes. Okay. They might be, but to beat the Suns, if providing the Suns are healthy now, I mean, way, way people are going down, who knows, but Um, they're providing it's Paul and Booker and Crowder and Aiden. And that I, I just don't know if you have enough to beat that team, but if you're going to win drew holiday is going to play out of his mind every game as will Milton. They'll both have to be like 25 to 30 every game. And can they do that consistently? Because well, neither one has done it consistently so far. Will they get pissed? Oh, no, will they get mean? No. This, this, or is this a nice, happy rally and win one for Giannis? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. AJ, you're next on the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show with Sparky and Tim Allen as the Bucks lose tonight. 110 to 88, series tied up at two, back to Milwaukee for game five at Fiserv Forum on Thursday night. Hey, Sparky and uh, Tim, it, do you guys think we can pull this off without Giannis? I think you could still win the series it's if Trey Young yeah. doesn't come back. Yeah, the series. I don't know about the NBA championship. Watching the game tonight, we don't have the coach that knows to put these players in position with Chris Middleton and anybody that we have. And looking at the players on our roster – who did anything to pull up is what I want to ask. Who did anything? No. Nobody. Exactly. We could lose to Atlanta now. It doesn't matter that we're coming back here and we got home advantage. It doesn't seem anybody. Chris Middleton is so-so. Is Maybe he will blow up for 45 and 45. I doubt it. I do, too. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't do anything, and then Giannis, with Giannis with the free throws, if Giannis comes back, 
it, it, it's in his mind about those free throws. So it's now let's foul Giannis, and then Giannis has those free throws in his head. I'm, guys, I, I had hope, but after tonight and with Giannis getting hurt, I don't really have hope. Nope. Well, All right, they, they, the do have, they do have a chance. I, I will this say that. This is the thing, though, Tim, right? So we say they have a chance. Middleton and Holiday have to do something. The way that Hawks defense swarmed to the ball, and just they swarmed to the ball, that's a problem. Now you take away the one guy that you know maybe they feared a little bit. Now if Middleton or Holiday do get going, now you can run doubles at them and do stuff to close them out and then have to force the rest of these guys to do something against you. That, to me is going to be interesting because the defensive intensity uh, is going to have to go up a few notches for the Bucks in order to have a shot. Yeah, it's I mean there's no there's no doubt now now it's a more level playing field. It it really yeah. is. Yep. And now now it's about even. I mean you could say pick them. So that, yeah. Do they have a chance to get to the NBA finals? They do. But they're going to have to change their ways a little bit. They they just are. And and imagine I talk about rewind just rewind, uh, rewind a couple of hours. So I'm, I'm getting ready for, uh, for a big night of sports here in the city of Milwaukee, and you get the news that Trey Young is out. I am going crazy, not because the man is hurt. I don't wish injury on anybody. None of us do. But I'm celebrating the fact that the luck go, continues to go the Bucks' way. It did, and I'm like, oh, baby. They, they're they not only the front runners to uh, you know win the series, but they're the front runners to win the NBA. That's the other thing that was going right. When the Vegas money starts telling you yep. that that's the team, okay, uh, there's something here. We know somebody that lost a lot of money tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so so I was going crazy. I was just, just in great spirits, and I said to myself, Coach Bud, motivate that team to blow them out in the first quarter. Go get it in the first quarter. Has any- Make n- no mistake about this after one, that the Bucks are in great position to come back home for a big party on Thursday. Bring up a great point. Has anybody ever heard any player on any team this man's ever been the head coach of ever say, boy, you know, if it wasn't for Bud firing us up there at halftime, you know, I don't know, man. He just he gave us a speech in a way. Never. I mean, I've heard Pat Riley's stories, Phil Jackson's mm-hmm. stories. And again, those are Hall of Fame coaches. Bootenholzer, I don't think, is necessarily. We're hearing it now with McMillan. McMillan's another one. I, I don't, I, again, I just, I, I've not heard it. Maybe it happened in Atlanta. I was on an Atlanta radio station today, and 92-9 the game. And they carry Hawks basketball and all that. And I was just, you know, venting my frustration about Giannis and Brooke Lopez and attacking the paint and said, you know, you probably have a better chance of winning the lottery than thinking they're going to go at the rim again and, and let Giannis post up and use Brooke Lopez inside two games in a row with Bud as coach. And they busted out laughing and they said, oh, yeah, we know exactly what you're going through. We went through it here. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they're like, oh, no, everything you're complaining about is the same thing we all complain about in Atlanta. And wow. I was like, okay, well, I, again, so – did he learn? No. And now he's got uh, a multiple MVP, and these people in Atlanta are going, poor Milwaukee. Poor Milwaukee. Does someone want to ta- tell these guys when you when you play the inside <sighs> game and go to the hoop, stop with the little Sally finger rolls and go to the rim with some authority? God, I'm just, you know, again, you, you're winning the inside game. You, you've got the height advantage. 
Get in the post, get in the paint, yeah. play your muscle game in there. But when you get to the rack, get to the rack. No doubt. Uh, we're going to the ninth inning. Hater coming in in a 2-1 game. Oh, Brewers boy, over don't pick tonight. Please don't Cubs. pick tonight. Not tonight. We're going to try Darth Vader, uh, a.k.a. Q on the east side again, and see uh, if he sounds any better. What's up, Q? Am I better? You sound oh, way you better, yes. <laughs> when when this podcast guy. goes up, you're going to have to go back and listen to what you did sound like. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Darn Bluetooth. Um well, aside from the Bucks loss, it's really good to hear classic 1250 with you guys on a post game together again. Um, but I think that this is what it is to be a Bucks fan. Like this is just it, and this is the Milwaukee sports curse. Like as soon as you feel really good, that's when the rug gets pulled out from under you. I w- I went to the Brewers game today. Um, with 20 coworkers in a suite, and I was wearing my Bucks jersey and a Brewers hat, and was living my best life, only to t- keep telling my coworkers we're a second half team, we've got this in the bag, and then Giannis gets hurt, and I just had to go Im- almost immediately because, like, every single time we just get the rug ripped out from under us. Um, I remember. Bogut hurting his arm in the few other deer years or Michael Red tearing his ACL twice when we thought we had a chance. I, I know it, it's not the same thing, but it just feels terrible. And the worst thing I've heard on the air tonight is Sparky saying that we can't fire Bud now because that would be just <laughs> like the Bucks luck is that now Bud gets a free pass for some of the worst basketball coaching I've ever seen. I like I cannot believe he didn't put Bobby P in the second that Giannis got hurt. Like how do you keep that that small ball lineup in without Giannis in the game? They just shoot um, it. Just shoot from outside. That's a, that's your game. Just shoot. It's, and then their players were in foul trouble. Like we could have kept putting it in the paint and still had a shot. I mean, like I, it would be the Bucks' luck that we actually get to the finals and then just get embarrassed and sweat. Um, like, I, well, I don't let's know. try and that. I, I mean, like, let's try to get to the finals and see what happens. Q, let me let me just say this. I, I appreciate the nice words about the Tim and Sparky thing, but you know, while while you were talking there, I'm thinking to myself that. You know, maybe it's our fault. Maybe we're the jinx, Sparky. So I'll tell you what, uh, next post-game show, when it's a big, big game, big show, why don't we just go down to UWM, go into the nearest communications classroom, pick the fourth kid in, in the third row, and just say, you're going to change our luck. Here's a, throw no, a microphone no, in his that, face. It's not, it's not the UWM kid. It's Bart Winkler. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I did game one, they lost. He did game two, they won. Somehow or another, they managed to still win game three, even with me hosting. Tonight, I'm back for game four, and Giannis is done now, probably. I mean, oh boy. I think it's me. All those years of losing, I stopped doing the postgame show, and all of a sudden, they start winning best record in the league in the whole deal. Sparky, aren't you going on vacation? So we should win the rest of the game. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> That's I'm, you're right. right. Yes. I am gone Friday through the whole next week. So by the time I get back, you'll be a couple Perfect. games into the NBA Finals. Cloud of Doom is heading out of town. Cloud of Doom is heading out of town. Q, know. thanks for the call. If you don't think I have Cloud of Doom, just ask Tim about me in Vegas, and he'll tell you all about it. Uh, oh, man. It is legitimate. Uh, let's... Pit bosses didn't like this kid. I'm telling you. By Pit the way, bosses just would... We'll get back. Just come over and just say, "Hey, can you uh, um, can you take a timeout? We're just going to cool you down a little bit." So the the my favorite story about pit bosses and me, obviously, the stardust 
Stardust, in Vegas, yeah. where the new Resorts World Hotel just opened. I'll be there in two weeks. Just opened uh, this week, I think, in, at the old Stardust yep. lot. And that, of course, yep. was the famous uh, me doubling down on 12, three consecutive hands or four and consecutive winning. hands and hitting 21 every time. And they thought I was counting cards. Mind you, it was like... I don't know, 9.30 in the morning, all by myself. It was just me and the dealer. There was nobody else around. And in comes walking Tim and the other guys were with, and they're, they're hearing what's going on. And they're like, he's not counting cards. He has no idea what he's doing. There's no way he's counting cards. <laughs> no like, one's going to count cards and double down on 12. Right, right, there's no way. And I'm like, I'm not counting cards. So thankfully, he didn't kick me out or whatever. But I've always doubled down on 12 in, in blackjack. And if you sit at a table with me, you'll get up and leave the first time I do it. Adam and Franklin... <laughs> You're next on the Pick and Say Basketball Post Game Show. One out in the ninth for Josh Hader, Jock Peterson at the plate. Bucks lose 110 to 88. Giannis out with a what appears to be a serious knee injury. Still waiting uh, further updates as far as how long he will possibly be out and what the actual injury is. All right, go ahead, Adam. How's it going, gentlemen? Come on, Adam. Couple points, okay. One, I feel like Brooke Lopez and Pat Connaughton. These guys are just playing like garbage. Why are they still in the game when we're getting more energy from P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis? Why are we not mm-hmm. playing these guys more? I, you know, like Tim says, all this three-point shooting, okay, I, I don't understand why we keep chucking up the ball even when we're missing. You can't keep – you're not going to get on a roll or get any confidence until you go inside and make it, start making some shots. Um, second, I think that the Bucks should have been up 20 when Giannis went down. So we should have had game four in the bag. Technically, we should be down 3-1 the way we've played this series. And lastly, this team is playing with no heart, and that's a direct reflection on Coach Bud. But even if we do fire him, who do we hire? Carlisle's gone. Yep. The, the day, we should have made a move last year and brought Doc Rivers in, honestly. That's my point. All right, Maybe. That, guys. Thanks for the call. Maybe. I, I don't I mean, know. I, I, he he went to a, a sort of a dysfunction, sort of an organization, and and you saw what happened. But maybe this this organization a little more intact, a little more stable, uh, at least on the floor with the personnel. May, maybe. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Port Washington. You're next on the Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show with Spark and Tim. Your turn to. Uh, vent, uh, grieve, whatever it is that you may want to do. Now's your time. All right. Can you hear me okay, Sparky? Sound good. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I get a couple of things here. So when Giannis got hurt, the Hawks pounced, right? I mean, they, when he when he went out, all of a sudden that's when they really blew the game open. Um, when the Bucks started against the Trey Youngless team, they sucked. I mean, Giannis had six points at halftime, yep. and I, I'm sorry that Giannis got hurt. That's a shame. I mean, obviously he didn't have a bucket till the second that. quarter from the field. Right, and, and, and he's airballing free throws. But, I mean, you, you would want your best player, when their best player is out, to start smelling blood in the water, go after it, and what the hell, if you fall out, who cares? I mean, really. But, so, but, but here's my point, though. The, the problem is, is that we played half the game without our best player, they played the full game without their best guy, and they blow us away. And if we're leaps and bounds better than this team, then we should have beat them. And this is why games like game one matter. You know, this, this isn't regular season. You know, everyone calls in after game one as well. It's no big deal. You're better than this team. Well, are you really? 
because you are half of a game without your best player. They're a full game, and you lose. You get blown out. And, I mean, it's not the regular season. You need to win every game. You can't say, no big deal, we'll get them tomorrow. And then, last thing, Coach Bud has to find a way to win when his best guy is out for a half while their best guy is out for an entire game. I mean, that, there's no excuse for that. His players quit. They quit. Once Giannis went out, you yeah. can just see it. They were done. Totally deflated. They, they uh, hey, just, hey, it was all done. Let, let, and let, let me throw this out for you, because in McCarthy's final years with the Packers, that is the Bucks postgame show, but with, with McCarthy's final year with the, uh, the Packers the last couple of years, that's kind of what happened with them, right? When, McCar- when Rodgers would get hurt, the whole rest of the team would fold. Uh, yeah, pretty and, much. And that, yeah. and well, uh, what happened? What happened with McCarthy? Uh, it's just it's it's a bad look all the way around. It's a bad look yeah. from Giannis because he did not uh, perform the way he should have with the tables turned against Atlanta. And then after even he got he got hurt. So what? You're supposed to be the better team. You should have won. You well, should have won. It doesn't matter. And this is going to be interesting to see what happens. Thanks for the call because now, uh, if the spotlight wasn't on Bud before, it, it certainly is now because now. You have to figure out a way to win two more games. That, that's what you have to do. You have to figure out a way to win two, win two out of three, which means that really, because you have home court, you really only have to win the two home games. You have to win game five and game seven, and you advance. Yep. Uh, update on the Brewers game Jock Peterson homer, uh, then a Contreras yeah, walk, you. and now it's first and second uh, with one out with Javi Baez up. Do you know how this is going to end? Yep. We, we I know, know exactly how it's going to end. He's going to strike yeah. out Baez, and then there's going to be two outs. That's how this is going to go. Lonnie in Atlanta. Oh, boy. You're next here on uh, the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show. What's up, Lonnie? Hey, man. How y'all doing, man? First of all, y'all got a great show. Thank you. But, um, I'm going to say this. Look, Trey Young will hurt. So I came in like, man, you know, if we don't come out with a lot of energy, y'all guys, you know, we're going to pull away. And we came out with energy. You know, Giannis was healthy. Trey Young was hurt. So, I'm not going to try to make excuses. I'm a basketball fan first, then I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. You know, I hate to see Giannis go down. But now it's an even playing field. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Trey Young hurt. Giannis, you know, I, I I hate that he got hurt. But, you know, he hurt. Lonnie, you're so in Atlanta. Good. Who's the better coach, McMillan or Boonholzer? Y'all can have Boonholzer. Yeah, see? <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you like this. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals one time with him, and he – Blew it. We got swept by LeBron. Them, not even one game. Why? Because he wanted Kyle Corbett to shoot the three instead of going down low to Paul Mills. <laughs> yeah, we hear oh, that. Oh my God. So you know, I mean, it's just a revolving door with him. You know, he make it to the big game, but he can't. You know, just like my Falcons, we make it to the big game, but hey, we blow it. That Super Bowl, man, against the cheating Patriots, y'all killed me, man. Hey, 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 we blew it. I hate the, the Patriots. Kind of coach y'all got right now, man. You know, I hate to, I hate to see Giannis go down, though, man. Like I say, great show. Yeah, thanks a lot, Lion. Thank thanks for listening on the Odyssey app. A U D A C Y. On best way to listen to us. Go ahead. When they had the beat down in Game Two, I really thought at that point that okay, now they got their wake up call. Didn't everyone think that way? Uh, yeah, so I wasn't. I wasn't worried at all because there's no way Trey Young was doing 48 a game. Right, uh, and considering everything else that went wrong, I was like, "There's just no way this is going to continue." Bucks no, have more talent; they down. win. Yeah, they adjusted. They got they, a swarming defense. You remember that narrative? This was all energy. This was some uh, dynamics. Javi Baez and... struck out on a high fastball, two outs. Yeah, told you. Well, yeah, um, 
Yeah, hater. Uh, first blown save of the year happens to be tonight. Won't just happen. saying. No. Just just saying. Twentieth opportunity, first save of the year, or sir, first blown save of the year. Dials in right here to June 29th. <laughs> just you couldn't you 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 couldn't write this script in Milwaukee even more. I mean, it's not what happening. else? It's not what happening. else? No. Nope. Christian Yelich, I'll tell you what. He's done for the game. Just just take him out now. Just, well, that doesn't really matter. I mean, he hasn't had a RBI double, a walk in this game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, we don't. We just want to just just get to tomorrow. Let's just, let's just all just get to tomorrow without any other additional bad news. Uh, but L- L- but you thought, is that how you say his name? He's up right. Lobaton, now. Yeah. 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 Um, but w- when when they adjusted in game two and they shut down Young. Then, then we all said, or a lot of us said, we, we've got a wake-up call. Now they know what's going on. Lay the hammer to them. They come out a little soft in game three, a little soft. They look like garbage to open the game in game three, but they recovered, right? They fought. They got back into it and won it on Middleton's back in the fourth. And, and they get hot, and they're, okay, now we're good. Now we get to fast-forward to today. Uh, earlier this afternoon, we hear that, oh, man, tough break. Mm. But you got to seize the moment. What are you, you going to do? Feel bad for Trey Young? Other teams went through it. We're fired up. You got control of this thing. If you come out hard, heavy, and fast in, game, in the game tonight, the first quarter, you are going to come back and seal the deal on Thursday. And Giannis, I am... 100% convinced of this. If you did that coming into this game in the first quarter, Giannis doesn't get hurt in this game. He may not even be in this game. They may not have even had him on that defensive uh, alignment in, in that portion of the game at that very second, at that very, at that very play on the floor. He might have been getting some rest at that time. But instead... You fumble the basketball around. You look flat. You look like you partied hard last night in celebration of well, something. The ATL, I'm not sure man. what. There's lots to do now. Yeah. but And, and now, hey, you made this bed. Oh, I can't wait to hear from Coach Bud here. I can. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Dave in Bayview. You're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show with Sparky and Tim Allen. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Come on, so, man. Can we ever stop? Can everybody please stop asking stop me how I'm how doing? doing? Look, I suck right now. The whole thing sucks. I don't want to oh. be asked how I'm doing. Giannis is probably done for the rest of the year. Maybe done all of next year. I'm not doing <laughs> well. All right? So there. Now we have that all cleared up. Go ahead. Man. Dude. <laughs> I'd call my girlfriend if I had to. Hey, can't swear, man. <laughs> Killing right. me. Go. Um. So no, nah. so when, in the game they blew him out. They played low on Giannis, so they had two on that. And then when when Middleton went out tonight, when Giannis went out, they played two on him, and he couldn't do anything. And it was all like on Drew Holiday. When they played two out, you know what I mean. When they play play two out on yep mm-hmm. um, Middleton, it's it's got to be Drew that makes the play, and he couldn't do it. And then they got Bobby Portis. Like, he can do stuff, but he can't do stuff. You know what I mean? 
He can well, do stuff, but he can't do stuff. That's what well, you just said. I, I, Holiday missed some some inside of ten feet, and I, you know those. It's that type of thing. With tenacity, if you go to the rim a little bit harder, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, I think things turn out a little yeah. bit different. They were this whole what? series. I'm sick what? and tired of missing five foot shots. But you got Lopez. That's like uh like a Frankenstein model. Oh no, who goes like. Five seconds. You know what I mean. He's like five miles an hour. All right, you Dave. Know what I mean, he's so slow, dude. Yeah, All right, see. thanks for the call. Uh, we had a, a situation just happen at first base. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there was a ground ball to first base with two outs, runners at first and second. Hater ran to first yeah. to tag the base, slipped on the base, went down. It looked like then had to dive back for the base as he dove back. Lobatone, is that how you say his name? Yep. He came running across first base. He went down, and he is writhing in pain on the ground right now, holding his right shoulder. As the team looks on, as yeah, he is he is really hurt, that right shoulder for is the he Cubs. he out? Uh, Lobatone, uh, yeah, he's out. Game's over. Yeah. It, it, well, it says final. Uh, yeah, 2-1. Brewers win. Uh, but Lobatone appears hurt. I thought hurt. you said Peterson hit a homer. What? No, I said there was first and second, a ground ball to first. Hater. No, 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 before I thought you said huh? Jack Peterson hit a homer. No, 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 no. Jack Peterson was on base already. There was guys on first and second. What was that? Hold on. I don't even know what just happened. I didn't touch anything. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, it See? just starts playing automatically, apparently. Crazy. See? Because I didn't do a break for an hour. Apparently, it just starts firing commercials. I didn't know that. I've never had that happen before. Um, so yeah, so they just went to replay to make sure that Lobatone was out and he is out. Brewers win two. Wow. So there you go. Pretty good. Uh, all right. So we'll take our first time out here and then we'll come back and we'll play that stupid Giannis injury call again for those Brewer fans that are, are leaving American family field here along with the Cub fans, Cub fans lose again. Eh, That's too bad. Uh, so Brewers get the win two one, uh, bucks. Not only do they lose to the Atlanta Hawks tonight, one ten to 88, but also, they lose Giannis uh, to a, a pretty possible gruesome knee injury as he came down in Capella's foot, uh, and it looked pretty ugly. Uh, we are still waiting. Definitely hyperextended. Now it's just a matter of if there were any ligaments torn uh, or anything like that. Wow. So that's all coming up next here on The Fan. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened, the good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. All right, it is a final. Well, they both are finals, one good and one not so good. In fact, even worse than that. Uh, Two-to-one Brewers victory, and the Bucks fall. Uh, in Game 4 down in Atlanta, and uh, Giannis falls as well. More on that in just a bit. 2-1 final. Welcome in, everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove as we combine the pick-and-save basketball postgame show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Tim Allen, and uh, you did say that Jock Peterson homered. I did, so that's, yeah. that's why I thought People that are was, tweeting. Was... I mean, Ben said, Tim's not crazy, or maybe I am, but Sparky did say Peterson homered. I've been walking the dog listening to Bucks post game and bummed this whole time thinking that the Cubs tied it. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, sorry. And after he came right. over, he goes, I think you did say it, Sparky. And I didn't mean it. I meant to say he just had a hit. I didn't mean to okay. say he hit a home run. So yeah, I apologize right, for screwing up row. everybody else. 
over the Cubs here. So that's the good news tonight. Uh, since Friday, the city of Milwaukee now 7-1. and one. Bucks and Brewers both win on Friday. Brewers win Saturday. Bucks and Brewers both win on Sunday. Brewers win on Monday. Brewers win on Tuesday. And Bucks fall on Tuesday. That's a 7-1 and one kind of run right. there in five, ga- uh, five days. So... But the, but the worst news of, of the night is Giannis hyperextended left knee and uh, more details as, uh, you know, tomorrow gets here. There's going to be some imaging going on, and, and we'll just have to wait and see. Series now tied at 2-2, back to Milwaukee for Game 5 on Thursday. And can they still win this series? I think they can. They, they, they certainly can, but those of you that, that tuned in um, at, to start the show here tonight once the Bucks game ended, um, you, you know where I stand. It, it, I was livid at the, at the uh, uh, somewhat embarrassing play of the Milwaukee Bucks early. And, and you know that I heard uh, Ted Davis on, on the flagship talking about, well, you got give, to give Atlanta credit. I'm not giving credit. This, this was a default this was, it was almost like what you heard as an eight-year-old kid. This is unacceptable behavior yep. because that's what it was in the first half of tonight's Bucks game. Unacceptable behavior. We know they have the ability. Was there a mean streak in this team to really smell the blood in the water? No. I didn't see it. It wasn't there. They just thought that they were going to sleepwalk their way through without Trey Young in there, and it just it, it snowballed, and you, you could tell. That things weren't going right early. I, I wasn't freaking out about it early. I just said, everybody take a deep breath. They're going to be fine. We went through this last game being down early. They'll get through it. It's fine. Uh, and then Middleton was just horrible. Giannis was horrible. Uh, then Lou Williams started getting going. And I said, okay, well, this isn't good because I've been saying throughout this series, if Lou Williams gets going, that's going to be a problem because you know how explosive he can be. Uh, and then the second half comes and uh, this happens. For those of you uh, leaving the Brewers game, you probably don't want to watch this on TV replay if you have it at home, or maybe you do, or you'll just see it on social media because it's all over social media. Uh, Giannis comes down in Capella's uh, foot and really, really hyperextends uh, that knee. This is how it sounded on TNT for those of you that haven't uh, heard it yet from TNT leaving the Brewers game. Williams around Middleton. to Capella, but the ball went in. And someone's down. And it looks like it's Giannis grabbing that right, or excuse me, that left knee. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. There was a lot of contact on the alley there. This is something you absolutely don't want to see. Oh, I can see the hyperextension. Mm. Yep, the left knee. Oh, oh man. All right, that's enough. Um, so that's how it sounded on, on TV. Marv Albert uh, and Reggie Miller. Think about if, if you're the NBA and TNT right now. You now have a game five featuring Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday in who on Atlanta? I mean, Capella, Reddish, right. Collins, yeah. Lou Williams. So your, your marketing is going to center around, I, I'm assuming, Chris Middleton going yeah, forward how, for that? How does Reddish step into this game? He hasn't he hasn't played basketball for like a half a year. Right. Yeah, young player uh, and you know, highly regarded young player, but mm-hmm. hasn't played like you said and definitely had nerves earlier in that game and then settled in 
uh, as the game went on, and he's going to be a factor uh, the rest of the series as well, you would have to think. Joe in Oak Creek, uh, you're next uh, with Tim and Sparky here on The Fan. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. I'm not going to ask how you do, Sparky. We all know Thank you. the disaster for Bucks. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I, I'm more on the side of Tim about being pretty livid about the start of the game. I mean, that pretty much set the tone. I know they came back in game three and, you know, late in the fourth quarter and won. But, you know, I, not to be ready to play with no Trey Young, I, I just I don't understand. Come out, this team just turns the ball over, doesn't look ready to play, no energy. Um, and then my biggest problem, I, don't, I think they're they're pretty much they're in big trouble if Drew Holiday does not revert back to New Orleans. Drew Holiday against Portland. Um, I don't know what's going on with Drew Holiday on defense. I know it's not all on him because Brooke Lopez cannot pay the pick and roll at all. But I just, I mean, Lou Williams, Trey Young, like whoever. It's just like this guy was first team all. I just would like to see a little more intensity, a little more defense, a little more. Yeah consistency on offense. He's up and down 30 points, you know, 15 points, 2 of 7 for 3, 6 of 17 tonight. It's like, if him and Middleton do not revert back to fringe all-stars, they're going to be in big trouble because they're not deep. Bryn Forbes, Connaughton, you never know what you're going to get out of those guys every night. They can't be on the floor together. They're a sieve defensively um, and they miss Dante. Like, Dante is a big piece that they miss on defense and hustle. I just think they're in a lot of trouble. I'm sure Holiday... I just think deserves more heat. I mean, he's making the max almost. He's got to step up. You have uh, – thanks, thanks for, for the call. call. You, you have uh, a defensive-minded coach that comes in here. You have two, not one, two all-NBA defensive player first teams in Holiday and, and Giannis. Now, granted, you're holding your opponents in this year's postseason to uh, just over 100 points, 102. doesn't seem like that, though, does it? Uh, no, it does not. does not seem like that uh, at all. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm concerned about Bart Winkler, to be honest with you, uh, at this oh, moment no. in time. I, um, uh, Here we I, go again. I am somewhat uh, concerned. So... <laughs> I, and I'm, 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 I, cause I thought about it. I was like, you know, I, I haven't heard or seen any Bart videos or anything like this whole time. Like, I wonder if he's okay. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking here, uh, at tweets and so forth. Um, and he retweeted a thing from, I don't even know how to say this dude's name, Farbod something or other. Uh, sources, people within the Bucks organization fear that Giannis has suffered a severe ACL injury. However, no MRI. Uh, has been done yeah again i don't know who this dude is um so let's see if i click on him if i know who he is nba credentialed writer covering the clippers for si now uh twenty thousand followers insider for bleacher report da 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 okay seems credible Uh, seems credible yeah so uh we'll we'll see how this whole thing uh plays out but no videos by bart nothing like that so that's good I, i think he's okay so just everybody listen to Bart tomorrow and make sure he's okay, please, and let me know if he's not. What you got for your play of the game or player uh, of the game? Player of the game, yeah. Okay, here, here we go. Player of the game. It's time for the Wendy's Player of the Game on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. Get yourself a free Wendy's Frosty after every Bucks win. We're we gonna get any more free Frosties, Tim? I don't know. Um, player of the game. I, I don't even know, man. 
I don't. I mean, nobody comes to mind of, of as far as playing well. Maybe Portis for a little more energy off the bench. I don't, I don't know. Middleton, cold. Holiday, cold. Lopez, just kind of, I don't know, playing a basketball game. <laughs> Who do you go with? Thanasis for helping his brother off the court? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Holiday, 19 points, nine assists, five boards. Middleton, uh, what did he have? 16 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. Giannis, 14, yeah, it, 8, and 3. It was 20, when, it, when it was 25, I, I just I just focused on the Brewer game Correct. at that point. Right. Yeah, it didn't matter. So did they, actually, I heard. Um, they were listening to the game in the huddle. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll go with... Uh, well, Giannis, yeah, sure. I'll go with Thanasis for helping Giannis off. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Uh, that's player of the game. When he's player of the game, that makes the most sense. Uh, Thanasis, when he's player of uh, the game... Uh, there you go. If you want to talk about the Brewers-Cubs game, big Brewers victory, they extend their Huge. winning streak, you can call in. If you want to talk about Giannis's uh, injury that probably has ruined the Bucks' chances of an NBA championship, you can call in. If you'd like to call in and tell us how they're going to still win the NBA championship or win this series, you can call in. It's We're here for you, Tim and Sparky. We're here for you. 414-799-1250. Mike Southside, you're next with Tim and Sparky here on The Fan. Hey, guys. Sorry about the voice. You know me. You guys know me, right? Yep. Outside. Yeah. I'm a I'm a realistic fan. I don't get to high and I don't get low. Now, I'm so disgusted. Oh, I, I listened for 12 hours today. Chris Middleton. Batman and Robin. Chris Middleton. When's the parade? Where are we going to put the statue? How many points did he have? <laughs> Uh, he had 16. Eight this boards, five assists. Time. Zero of this, seven from three for Chris Middleton. This was the time to stand up and be, you know, what a, that line from the movie. Assert your authority. And yes. I'll just leave you with a question. If there's no Giannis and Trey Young, whose bench you got to carry this through? Good question. I'll hang up and listen. It's it's we're gonna find out how Budenholzer now has to coach. Now we're gonna find out if he gets creative. Now we're gonna find out if he makes some adjustments. Now we're gonna find out what's really in Coach Budenholzer's uh, arsenal. You want to hear from uh, Coach Budenholzer? Yeah, we we do. I can't. It's one of the, my favorite things to do in the, in this uh, uh, profession is to hear. From from guys like uh, Lafleur and McCarthy and Budenholzer and Jason Kidd, it's only and six Ken minutes. Maka it's only Ned six, and, six and a half minutes. That's all it is. And Council. So yeah, let's let's get to Budenholzer and let's count how many times. If you're playing the drinking game, count how many times he starts out his answer with "Yeah, no." Oh, good job. All He's right. a yeah, no, I mean guy. He is. Yeah, no, I mean. Correct. Yeah, yeah no, I mean. All right, so here's but, uh, Coach Budholzer after the Bucks lose game four and lose Giannis at the same point with a knee injury. Here he is. Any further updates on Giannis aside from the left hand Yeah, so that's that's it. That's all. Uh, were you able to, to see him or talk to him at all when yeah, you know, the, we he's in the locker room with the guys and just addressed the group and um, you know, but nothing, you know, above and beyond or you know, we'll see how he is tomorrow. Uh, I guess along those lines you, you have to there's time to take as he comes off and then the sub and 
you have to do a timeout and, and try to regroup as a coach. They go on a 15 over run after that. Just what what did you sense then? How did it seems obvious how the momentum changed, but what did you see, I guess, with your team and then the way the Hawks responded well in that moment? Yeah, you know, I mean, they had a lot of guys play well tonight, um, you know, for really the whole game. So um, you know, credit to Atlanta. Uh, they played well from the start. They played well um, coming off the, you know, the, the injury. Um, you know, so we just, we got to be better on both ends. Um, you know, our group will gather. Our group, the character of it will will come through. Um, and we're going home. It's two to two. We're going back to Milwaukee. Um, but did Giannis get any imaging done tonight? No, not that I'm aware of. And then secondly, when he left, I mean, did you see that as a momentum swing in terms of uh, physical scheming or was that sort of a mental thing for the guys? Uh, what, what did you see from, from when he exited? I mean, you know, we, I, I think we made some headway to start the third quarter. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, the guys were good coming out of the locker room. But, you know, overall, I think whether it was, you know, before the injury, after the injury, um, you know, credit to Atlanta, how they played tonight. Um, and so we just, we got to be better for the whole game. Thank you. Uh, did you, what did you see as it happened? Like, did you see it? Like, did you know that it happened in the moment? No, uh, I mean, I think, you know, he just, the, 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 the lob to Capella and, um, you know, I think he went to contest the lob and uh, just live, it looked like their legs got tangled up or, you know, they both landed awkwardly. Um, and that, that's what just saw what I saw live. I haven't seen anything else for you. I mean, you guys are two games away from the finals. That's the closest you've been to an NBA finals here in Milwaukee. Now you're looking at your superstar down the floor injured. That's the highest high to the lowest low. How do you get the guys together and, and continue forward with such an extreme kind of gap in emotion? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, we'll just, we'll take everything as it comes. We'll evaluate it. And um, we've got a heck of a team, a heck of a roster. Um, the guys will be ready to compete and play. Um, you know, that's what it's about. And so, you know, we got a game five. Um, you know, we'll watch the film. We'll prepare. We'll get ready. Uh, the guys love competing. They love playing. Um, it's what it's all about. Even before the injury, Chris, you know, was kind of having a rough night with turnovers, struggling with physicality. Drew was having a rough night as well. How do you expect those two to, to progress going forward? Not even considering the injury stuff, just their struggles in the first half. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they've, they've both played well. Um, you know, I think they're both great players. So, you know, we'll figure out, um, you know, how we can help them and um, they help themselves a little bit. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's uh, you know, something to, to look at and, um, you know, work to improve on going into game five. It seemed like Giannis had started to sort of exert himself in the start of that third quarter. Was that something you saw or talked to him about going into halftime even before the injury? Yeah, you know, I mean, at halftime, you know, we felt like we could come out and just do it possession by possession, get some stops, um, you know, just manage the game from half, half going forward. And, you know, we did have a good start to the third quarter. Um, you know, so, um, you know, we got we to do it from the beginning and, um, you know, gather and, you know, call on our character to get ready and play game five. Emotionally, what did you see from the guys during that timeout where you're trying to figure out if 
Giannis was on the floor as so he was going to come back out. He walked back down to the bench, went back to the locker room. What did you just see emotionally from your players in that in-between time? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're competing, trying to play a game. You know, I mean, obviously Giannis is their, you know, big part of, you know, our soul and our fiber. And I'm sure there's the human element where, um, you know, the concern and care for him is, is real. But, you know, they're in the heat of the battle. They're playing. They're competing. They're trying to get stops, trying to get rebounds, trying to do things, trying to find a way to, to be there for him while he's not able to be on the court. Um, you know, and I'm sure that's what they'll do. Mike, I know you mentioned Atlanta played well from start to finish, but what did you see from your guys early on when, when they sort of jumped to the, the early lead, had a 15-point lead? Did you think you were playing with the, the, the kind of purpose that you needed them to play? Um, you know, I think, you know, we'll look at it and we'll feel like we could have been better um, to start with. But at the end of the first quarter, I think it was 25-22, you know. So, again, um, we didn't start well in game three, um, you know, here. And, had a similar start tonight, um, but I think to, to manage it and get to 25-22 at, at the end of the quarter. Um, but then, you know, second quarter kind of got away from us again. Um, so we can't, you know, have, uh, you know, we just, we got to do it for the 48, you know, all the little winning things um, that go into it um, on both ends of the court. Um, you know, so we got to work on that. Giannis did come back to the bench briefly. Was he there? to express a message to his teammates or just be present or what was what was going on there? Yeah, I don't want to speak for him. You know, um, I, I know just historically it's impossible to keep him off the court. It's impossible to, you know, keep him away from his teammates, keep him away from his team. So um, my guess is he, you know, probably wants to play and trying to play. And if not, let his teammates know um, that he's there for him. Who starred off the bench today? It's time for the backup of the game. Presented by Gene Wagner Plumbing on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. For any of your plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Hmm. Oh, backup player yeah, of the uh, game is going to be Thanasis. The same as the player of the game. For the same reason for helping Giannis off the floor. Uh, and our thanks yeah. to Gene Wagner Plumbing for being a sponsor. As the Bucks lose 110-88. But the Brewers, they win 2-1 over the Cubs and extend their winning streak. They do, and uh, they're winning streak now at uh, a season-long seven, and they now maintain a five-game lead over the Chicago Cubs in the Central. And uh, Cub fans are are headed back down south, and don't let the uh, toll booth hit you in the tailgate on the way back down there. We appreciate you dropping some money and giving the Brewers an an additional uh, victory. I would have asked uh, Coach Bud right there, uh, how much motivation do you provide your team on a regular basis, number one? And if uh, if you could just expand on what you might do to prevent a third consecutive really bad start oh, to a, a very important Eastern Conference Finals game. I want to answer. I want to answer. Um, well, uh, Tim, uh, first of all, you know, these are professional basketball players, and they don't need me to motivate them. That's how they got to this part. They've <laughs> They motivate them. They they motivate themselves. And we're in the Eastern Conference Finals trying to win an NBA championship. Nobody needs to be motivated uh, before a game necessarily. The grown uh, men. Uh, right, exactly. A grown man. And as far as, you know, avoiding, you know, this third game, you know, we're going back to Milwaukee. Our crowd's going to be into it if I serve for them. And uh, we'll be ready to play in front of our home crowd. Next question. Here's what I think uh, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks should do. If, if he is by chance ruled out for game five on Thursday – 
How about he's down in front of the big screen in the district with all us fans? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and just just party with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I mean, question. This, this, this I, again, it's, it's tough to wrap your brain around some of, and, and in the first hour of the show, we did get some doom and gloomers that called in and said, you know, the whole Wisconsin snake bite thing. It's tough to wrap your brain around it, and, and I try to refrain from going in that direction. I do, mentally. I, and, and it's like you gotta, you got to smack yourself mentally and say, don't go there. Don't, don't go there. But it's, t- it's so difficult. You're up 2-0 a couple of, few, what, three years ago against Toronto. They just get scorching hot. Then you, you come right back. You're the best record in the NBA that year. You're the best record in the NBA last year. And then the pandemic hits and you go bubble basketball. That, to me, was huge. That could have cost you. And maybe a lot say it did cost you an NBA Finals appearance. Here you go again. You get the stroke of luck. And, again, I'm not going to celebrate anyone else's injuries. But you get the luck from this perspective of kind of a clear path to the NBA Finals. You're, you're the front runner after, you know, a couple of rounds of the playoffs here. You're in the Final Four. Everyone else is beat up. You're favored. The Vegas money is on you. The Vegas uh, uh, Sharps are all over the Milwaukee Bucks. And then, then this. Yep. I mean, it's not tough pretty. not to go there. It is. It's very challenging. No, yeah. qu- no question about it. It's time for the Q Club Break of the Game on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show on the Fan. Q Club of Wisconsin. Great food and fun in Waukesha. Uh, I, I love Mike and, and Chris over at Q Club of Wisconsin, and I hate to do this to him, but the break of the game is clearly the Giannis right? Broke our hearts. Broke our hearts, yes. Yeah. In fact, our, our good buddy A-Bomb was texting me and calling it another letdown. I said, no, this is another heartbreak. This is not a letdown. This is heartbreak. This this is heartbreak uh, because I don't know if you'll ever have another opportunity to win an NBA title like they had laying down in front of them right now this year. I, I just don't it, it, know if it ever sets up this perfectly again. Not saying that they won't win an NBA championship correct. at some point. Correct, I just correct. don't know if it will be laid out just like this going nope. forward where literally it's wide open for you to go to essentially uh, get a ring. Mike in River Falls, listening on the Odyssey app. You're next uh, here on The Fan with Tim and Sparky. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Yeah, obviously, uh, brutal night. Uh, Giannis uh, injury, the headliner, and uh, the Bucks players got to look at it like he's probably not coming back the rest of the series. Right. Even, at the, even before that, just disappointing the way they came out flat again, and that lies on Coach Bud. This repeatedly happens. You've got a wounded Hawks team without Trey Young. You should have went in there, punched them in the mouth like you did game two. We shouldn't even been a game at any point. Uh, should have probably been up 20-plus, and they didn't. They let these guys, Lou Williams, who's a proven savvy vet in this league, uh, they must have forgot this guy's a hell of a player. Uh, just, just Everything discombobulated. And at this point, I think they're in, still in good position. I'm going to be the optimistic guy. You've got two of the next three at home. You've got home court. You've got Deer Nation behind you. Role players tend to play a lot better at home. My guy Middleton, this is an opportunity. You look at a guy like Paul George, who's taking all the swings and arrows, what he's doing without Kawhi, you got to look at it like you've proven you can do it throughout these playoffs. So the load is going to be a lot bigger on your shoulders, but I think you can handle it. P.J. Tucker, he's going to be a dog. Holiday, they acquired you for moments like this, 
So he's got to be that all-defensive guy, Lopez. And the guy I'm looking at is Bobby Portis. This is your time as the X-Factor to shine off the bench. Be that, that, that X-Factor, big money guy off that bench. You can play, uh, play physical. You want to attack uh, the Hawks. And regardless if Trey Young comes back or not, I think the Hawks are still the better team. Uh, excuse me, the Bucks are still the better team, and they should win this series. So no excuses, well, fellas. Um, these teams have been injured, riddled throughout the playoffs, and uh, the, the great teams uh, elevate their games, and so do the role players. So I think they're going to do that, and I think it's not going to be easy. But I, I, I got faith in it, fellas. Am I out of my mind, or do you believe? Thanks for the time. Thanks for the call, Mike. Thanks for listening to River Falls. I, I, I'll just say this. They shot 39 threes tonight. Uh, with no Giannis, I would guess, and Giannis only took one, uh, I would guess they shoot at least 33s a game going forward. And they will try to rely even more heavily on the three-point shot. That's my guess. Uh, if if I were the Hawks. I'm talking uh, about regards, the Bucks. I know that. But if if I'm the, the, the Hawks going into the five serve on on, uh, on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I play manipulation of this Trey Young injury. And and I just, I just send out uh, the message that it's not looking good. Not looking good, not looking good, and bam, he plays. There he is. Yeah, I mean, yep. it's all about pain tolerance with that, and that's all that is. Either he can handle the pain, or he can't. And if he can, which clearly he couldn't tonight, I mean, he walked in. He wasn't walking with a limp. He wasn't walking with any type of issue. It didn't look might like might be a lot worse, and they may be playing exactly. the game that's, the other side right. of this too. So that's what I, I said mean, on I mean, Twitter. Yep. I'm with Mike in in this regard. You are back home. The crowd. Um, I mean, we should be gro- going crazy on Thursday in just in in every way, shape, or form. It's a shot to get to the NBA Finals. You can re rack at that time. Just reset. You know your mindset at that time, but it's a it's a three game series now, and and two of those games are at home. So I'm with Mike a little bit. They they do have a chance. Not over yet by by any stretch, but I am really interested. I want to see the punch in the mouth mentality on opening tip on Thursday. I'm fascinated well, by this. They have to win on Thursday. I mean, I I think it's a must win game for the Bucks. I I just don't know if you can win in Atlanta after losing essentially three in a row, and then go on the road to win. Because now what it's setting up to be is the Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors. You won the first two and then lost the next four. That's what this is setting up to be, the exact same scenario, uh, except you were up 2-0 there. You lost the first one here, and you were up 2-1, and now you could lose three in a row. I mean, my God. Mike in Kenosha, you're next on 1250 AM, The Fan with Tim and Sparky. Hey, guys. Well, I've never been more depressed after a Bruins win over the Cubs. So that, that's <laughs> Sorry. A <good> feeling. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and a winning streak, seven-game winning streak, too. Yeah, 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 that's nice. So give the props to the Brewers. But you, you just, I can't – you can't focus on them tonight. I, yeah, I hate to go there, but I'm, I'm fully, uh, fully preparing for Giannis to be out for the series and moreover for the entirety of next season. Me too. Um, with an injury like this. I mean, it's going to be a Kevin Durant situation where it's just heal next year. And, and, and I mean, I, I really think that's going to be the case. But that being said, though, so with Trey Young out of the game, before Giannis gets hurt, would you agree that the Bucks had the best three players on the court to start the game? Of course. Yes. And so, and so let's say, assuming Giannis is out in game five and Trey Young is out, would you say the Bucks still have the best? players on the court yeah yeah but but that's how bad mike budenholzer is okay yeah. they should they should 
still win this series. Now, if Trey Young comes back healthy, that, that's a different story. But they should still win this series without Giannis. Yep. But I, the, the coaching mismatch is so lopsided. I mean, oh my God. Right, the, the, the Bucks are going to shoot us with 53 yeah. in the next three. We had Lonnie in Atlanta call in early who was listening and clearly does not live here or listen to our show. He's like, oh, you guys have a good show, whatever. Uh, and then I asked him, I said, Boonholzer or, uh, or Nate McMillan, who's a better coach? He laughed and said, yeah. oh, McMillan for I, sure. He goes, we went through this with Boonholzer. We lost yeah. to LeBron because he refused to play Millsap yeah. in the post and wanted Corver to shoot 100 threes a game and got yeah. swept that, in that it, series. It, and I, and I, you know, I two years ago when they lost to Toronto and, and people thought I was being over the top, I I said right then and there, I I, I don't like Budenholz. I mean, he's coming off coach of the year and there's no yep. way they're going to get rid of him, obviously. But you could see that when, you know, the NBA playoffs, it's all about adjustments. And, and he made none. And, I mean, I've given up on screaming at the TV for Lopez to get in the post. I mean, he could be such a mismatch in this series, but... I guess it's better to have him dribbling between his legs than hoisting 35-footers. You're right um, about that. Hey, we got we got to run here. Thanks for the call. Wow. Appreciate it. Uh, Aaron Ashby starting tomorrow for the Brewers against Jake Arrieta. Okay, and they just uh, recently in the last month moved him from the starting rotation at Nashville the into the bullpen. Right. So I wouldn't expect a an extended kind of thing, but you know if they can get three innings out of him tomorrow, I think they'd be pleased with that. Uh, tomorrow, Wendy's Big Show, I'll be hosting 10 to noon and then off to the Brewers-Cubs game, as we just talked about, for Big Show uh, Affiliate Day tomorrow. A bunch of our affiliates are in town, sponsors, all of that. Uh, so we'll be, I'll be at the game tomorrow. So Tim will be uh, in for me from noon until 2. Um, and, yeah, good luck. Uh, Tim, yeah. you have uh, yeah. Keith Smith uh, from Track tomorrow at 1235 talking uh, Bucks and NBA. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. That ought to be an interesting conversation. I'll be in uh, for Sparky at noon tomorrow. We're not done yet here tonight. Uh, Sparky's going to say toodles. We're going to maybe do a little bit of a lean toward the uh, f- toward the Brewers, but certainly we'll continue right, to get got... your re- reaction here on the on the Bucks loss down in Atlanta. Series tied two two. Brewers get a two one victory, and uh, they can sweep the Cubs. They're now eight and three over the Chicago Cubs this year. This was huge for the Brewers to take the first two games of this set. Just, just big time. It, uh, it, 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 they are I, I, rolling. Winners I, of eight of nine. I'm just going to tell you again, uh, that Josh Hader interview, that Josh Hader uh, play on the last play of the game, I'm telling you, his leg and knee did not look great as he fell to the ground and tumbled and then had to reach back to get to first base. Like When that happened, I was like, oh, my God, please no. Uh, and thankfully, he walked off, uh, unlike uh, Lobaton uh, or whatever his name is for the Cubs, who uh, hurt his shoulder falling over the top of Hader uh, and going down. Wow, just weird. All right, uh, Sparky, uh, everyone will hear you tomorrow morning at 10. Sounds good. Everybody hear you at noon. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, we'll take a quick time. I'll come back with more of Tim Allen, the franchise. You want to dial it up, 414-799-1250. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
All right, welcome back, guys. We are talking about two different games tonight here in Milwaukee. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Also, the Pick and Save basketball postgame show. Bucks fall 110 to uh, 88, and uh, the big loss obviously is Giannis and. You're going to want to be right here on the fan all day long tomorrow for the latest on that. Lots of discussion, lots of reaction as the uh, Eastern Conference Finals between the Hawks and Bucks now tied at 2-2. They're back to Game 5 in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum. And uh, we'll be covering everything top to bottom here with regards to the Milwaukee Bucks. Brewers get a 2-1 victory to take Game 2 of this three-game set against the Chicago Cubs. And... Brandon Woodruff, uh, he ends up muscling his way through six innings of uh, four-hit, one-run baseball, did strike out eight, had a a total of three walks in the game as well, and they really needed him to get extended in this game, a minimum of six innings, which is what he did. They needed that out of Woody today. They're going with a bullpen game uh, tomorrow for all intents and purposes. Uh, prospect uh, Aaron Ashby to start tomorrow, but in this one, two-one nail biter. This could have uh, this could have swiveled at any moment uh, in this game. But again, Woody, the, they uh, they did have some traffic on on the base pass. As I said, four hits and uh, three runs. Did have a hit batter as well, but Woody hung tough. Brewers took the lead in the bottom of the first inning. Christian Yelich with a man aboard. Yelich centers on that one into the gap right center. Adamas around third, he'll score. Yelich into second with an RBI double. Brewers strike first, one nothing Milwaukee. Well, we talked about Yelich and his success with runners in scoring position. He comes through again. Yeah, there it is on Valley Sports, Wisconsin, one zip, and it stayed that way until the Cubs finally got to uh, Brandon Woodruff in that fourth inning. But the Brewers did answer back. And, and you know, there's a guy on this team that uh, I'm starting to like. He's starting to grow on me, guys. And, and we've discussed this here as of late. Jace Peterson, it's a tough at bat. The team seems to be really uh, kind of uh, endorsing and embracing Jace Peterson. I don't think he's going anywhere, guys. I think he's, he's going to be one of the uh, mainstays in terms of utility and versatility on this baseball team. But tied 1-1 in the fourth, Jace unties it. Full count, two outs. Peterson hits it sharply. That's down. A base hit. Gets away from Hayward. Yelich scores. Peterson into second. The Brewers have the lead. It is 2-1 as Jace Peterson Delivers with a two-out, two-strike base hit. Yeah, one of the rare mistakes that Davies made of fastball. Yeah, it's not easy from there as the Brewers take the uh, two-to-one lead. And Woody, as I said, finishes up his six-inning outing here with just the one run uh, allowed. But then you get to the seventh inning, and it's a two-one game. What are you going to do? You've got uh, Devin Williams unavailable. And so it's Brent Suter in a 2-1 game. Now, I recall earlier this year, me not, Evan, am I right on this? Uh, me not being happy that Brent Suter is in a 2-1 game against the Cubs. Only I think the, I think the Cubs had the 2-1 lead at that time. 
but he was in there in the uh, seventh inning, and I don't think it went well for him. So here we are. He gets two quick outs, and then he allows a, a base runner, and then Craig Council has seen enough. Nice pull right there, although Jay Cousins finds himself in a two-to-one lead game. We talk about um, who's going to fill in on the J.P. Fireisen role or who's going to be that Jeremy Jeffress role. Where's that other arm in that bullpen? Well, this was a, a vote of confidence for Jake Cousins in this one as he is called upon in a 2-1 game. Man aboard, two outs in the seventh inning at home here against the Cubs. Wow. Okay, nasty slider. I'll give him that. Gets himself into trouble here with a, with a walk, and I believe it was a hit batsman. Is that is that right, Evan? I, I think he did end up hitting a man to load the bases but got out of it, and so we're okay there. 2-1 to one into the eighth inning. Boxberger into a little bit of trouble as well, but he wiggles his way out of it. Hater, same thing. These Cubs don't go, they don't go away quietly. But Hader finally locks it in for his uh, 20th save in a Brewers' seventh consecutive victory. They're now at 47-33. and 33. And when you think about coming into play today, the best uh, win total in baseball is at 50. Brewers at 47. I, uh, I tell you, well, the way this offense started this, this season – I, I, there's part of me that's saying, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, aren't you thinking that way? Evan Heffelfinger on the show tonight. Aren't you thinking that way as well? Well, you look at the game tonight. The Brewers had two hits, and those two hits were the RBI double from Yelich and the Peterson double single in an wow. error, whatever they called it. Those yeah. are literally the only two hits on the night, and they were productive. I don't know if that's a good thing, if it's a bad thing. They came through with runners in scoring position those two times, but they also just didn't hit the ball. But they no. still manufactured a way to win. I they think it's positive. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. And and just keep keep stacking wins. And that's the thing here. Keep stacking up some victories here. Because at some point you're gonna need a cushion. You're gonna need them. But man, my goodness. Forty seven and thirty three. Seven consecutive wins. That five-game losing streak, oh, way in the rearview mirror. Now you look at the final 17-game sprint to the All-Star break, which started on Friday, three against the Rockies. Now here, first two, you're five into that 12 to play into the All-Star break, strong to the finish of the first half. Uh, mathematical first half is after the game tomorrow. As the Brewers go after the sweep against the Chicago Cubs, they win the first two of the series. Uh, they've taken all four series against the Cubs this season for an 8-3 and three mark with one to play here in this fourth series. Uh, Craig Council, let's get to him. He can answer some questions here as the Brewers win their seventh consecutive game. Hey, Craig, we, we, we've talked to you before about Woody's involvement of not getting stuck in innings as he sometimes did in past years. That He now knows how to get out of them, and he's been so good. At, and he did that again tonight. You know, They had a couple of chances to crack him, and he wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, that's that's where um, he's gotten better. Um, the, you know, the, they, they had tonight. They were patient with him and, and drew some walks. Um but he kind of kept making pitches and his, his arsenal is a little more varied, I think. And that's what, what has shortened some of these at bats. Um, 
so he, he continued to have options and places to go um, with, with some longer at bats and with some runners on base. Hey, Craig, Craig did your heart skip on that last play? It looked like Josh's, you know, the knee buckled a little bit. It looked like he was fine, but kind of a, a, a tricky ending to that game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was scary for Josh and then scary for Lobatone for sure, too. So hope he's all right. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was just a weird time. It looked like kind of a routine play. It ended up being um, a little odd, but I think Josh is OK. Craig, what about the poise that Jake Cousins showed in that inning and, and just the slider to have? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as the, the game went on, it, it felt like it got a little warmer in the building, actually. And I think a lot of the guys were just struggling with the, with the heat and the, the, just sweating so much. Um, but, you know, that it was a great spot for Jake. You know, we had two outs, so I thought it was a good good spot for him. And, he, you know, he made some good pitches to tough hitters. They laid off him. Um, and then he lost a slider to, to, to Baez, unfortunately. But then he came back and made great pitches to Hap. So. Um, you know, I think he still showed really good stuff. Um, a little, little more scattered tonight, but, um, you know, that you know, the, the, the emotion of the game there is big as you'll see and as big as he'll be in. So a great experience for him and he, and he got out of it successfully. Craig Fox kind of created his own jam with a couple of walks and fortunate line drive right at a guy for a double play that turned out to be a big play also. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a great job in the last three innings of just just kind of grinding out some at-bats and creating some opportunities for themselves. Um, but Box just kept making pitches. Um, you know, he, he's been so solid for us in a number of, you know, a number of roles, and he's been durable. We, we've got to get him some rest, frankly. You know, I think he, I think he was a little tired tonight, and but he was ready to take the ball. Um, and he's, he's pitched some huge innings, and he, he finds a way to get outs. It was the idea to use Suter in a shorter stint and have him be available tomorrow? And just where do you stand tomorrow in terms of the pitching plan? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bullpen day tomorrow. Uh, Ashby is going to start. Um, but, yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted Brent available tomorrow. And, and you know, we're, we're, actually, we're in pretty good shape um, with how the game rolled tonight and yesterday. So, um, but Ashby will start, and then we'll go from there. Craig, what have you heard about Ashby and his uh, since he moved to relief and started pitching the sort of multi-inning, two-inning stints? Well, I, we, you know, we we saw this in spring training. This is a really talented. This is a really talented kid, um, and um, you know, we 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 shortened him up because you know I think you guys know why we shortened him up and and how we've had had introduced some of our pitchers um, to the big leagues and and that in that role. Um, and, and just because of how our starting pitching has been going, this, this is, this is the spot that, you know, the, there's the possibly the, the biggest use for him. So, you know, I, I don't think it's any different necessarily in this, in this, in this role. Um, you know, it, it's really as much as anything, it's about, you know, your stuff, maybe your velocity, maybe ticks up a little bit in a shorter stint. Um, and you got to pitch more often. Um, and, and that was kind of the, that was the reason to do it. Um, but tomorrow would, you know, I think putting him in at the start of the game, it, it gives him a little familiarity, um, 
and but we're not asking we're not looking for a, a normal start here we're looking for a, a short just start to the game just doing this shows what you think of them doesn't it Craig yeah, well, we're going to have a bunch of guys pitch tomorrow. So, I mean, regardless of where he's, he, he was going to pitch in the game, uh, he was going to pitch early in the game. So um, I think, you know, frankly, putting him at the start, he still has not the, the relief. He's done it three times, four times. Um, so I just I think being at the start, it just allows him to, to, to prepare properly and get ready, ready properly. Craig, considering how well these teams know each other, what does it say about Woody that he's up to 25 innings against the Cubs this year and two runs? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's just a guy that's making pitches. I mean, you know, it's great. We know Woody's got a a great fastball and and good stuff, but it's it's also a sign of a guy just making pitches and a guy that has – doesn't have to do the same thing every time. Um and that's what what the good pitchers do, and that's that's where Woody has excelled and improved. Um, and and you have to pitch like that if you're just if you're going to keep facing. You can't fall into patterns, and and he hasn't done that. And that's um, you know you you combine really good stuff with with that maturity um, and those options, and and you get results like that. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, so you get some good, a Brewers 2-1 to victory. You get some bad, a 110-88 loss uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. And the Bucs, man, they, they're tied at 2-2. They're not down in the series, but uh, they are down in terms of uh, Giannis. And it's just, it's just the misfortune and the randomness of uh, professional sports that, that plays a role here. I mean, you, you've seen... You know, and the Bucks' path to 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 where they're at right now, uh, with the injuries uh, uh, in Brooklyn. I mean, you you've seen the the Trey Young within this series, and you know it's um, it's tough. It's really tough. In the loss, we have to name this the play of the game. Williams around Middleton. To Capella, but the ball went in. And someone's down. And it looks like it's Giannis grabbing that right, or excuse me, that left knee. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. There was a lot of contact on the alley there. This is something you absolutely don't want to see. Oh, I can see the hyperextension. Mm. Yep, the left knee. Oh. oh, man. Can't even look at it. No. I mean, it is stone silence in this building. And as much as they had been getting on Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
these fans understand in terms of sportsmanship mm -hmm. this is not good no it is not good hyperextended left knee and more on that tomorrow my question would be why didn't they get the mri right in house um i've always Probably wondered that swelling they have to wait for the swelling to go down yep could be but the sooner the better just to diagnose and find out not looking good, but again, as I said, series tied 2-2. Series is not tied with the Brewers and the Cubs, that's for sure. By the way, that was uh, courtesy of TNT as the uh, Bucks fall. And uh, that was our uh, play of the game with ABC Audio Video. But the Brewers' uh, series not tied, nowhere near tied. They're 2-0. They'll bust the brooms out if they can borrow it from my ex-wife. Uh, we'll send it uh, into American Family Field. And uh, hopefully they can sweep the Chicago Cubs in this series. They've uh, taken the series already. Brewers now at 47-33 and 33 with a seven-game winning streak. Mm, that's fun. Uh, we're going to hear from Brandon Woodruff. Went six innings of a one-run baseball. He's got four starts against the Cubs this year. He's given up a grand total of two runs in 25 innings. We'll hear from him and tomorrow's starter, Aaron Ashby. That's next. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Well, you get some good and you get some real bad. The real bad, Giannis down, hyperextended knee. More on that tomorrow. I'm sure we'll get some updates throughout the day tomorrow. And you know, the series tied at 2-2. However, the uh, Brewers do get a 2-1 victory over the Cubs. That's always a good thing. And the Cubs, you know, reeling at this point, uh, they were hitting uh, 178 in their last 10 games coming into uh, this game tonight. And they put up a grand total of one run. Brewers made the, the, the right pitches at the right time. It wasn't for lack of traffic uh, for the Chicago Cubs. They did have their opportunities, but, you know, you're, with, you're without Rizzo in, in that lineup. You're without Bryant in that lineup. And the Brewers took advantage uh, of those situations. And Woody... Just outstanding tonight. The Brewers at 47 and 33, winners of seven consecutive games. Wish we could say that about the Milwaukee Bucks. And hey, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Maybe they'll get on a seven game winning streak. What would that do? They wouldn't even have to win seven, right? Just it six. Would be six. Yeah. Just the six. Evan, we were talking during the break there that. Um, you, you can't dip into the uh, doom and gloomer club of the woe is me in Wisconsin sports. I know it's difficult. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging. But I think this, this whole journey has, has storylines all over the place, man. It, it just does. The Bucks are no exception. You know, the, the storyline of uh, the jubilation of Game 7 against the Nets, you know, with their injuries and, and how they, they got through that series and – you know, then they play the Atlanta Hawks in their Eastern Conference Finals, and, and they're the front runner to, to get through this thing. 
I, I again, I, it doesn't look good that you're without one of the best players on the planet, but you are still playing the Atlanta Hawks, and and I don't mean disrespect by that. I I just you know the Bucks are a better basketball team, but you can't. It's tough. It's challenging. Don't lump everything into the doom and gloom Wisconsin sports thing. Well, yeah, because you know that it's just going to come back to haunt you. You think, oh, this is the worst that it can get, and fate will say, try me. Try me. It it cannot get worse than it was tonight. That is the positive in this. It literally cannot get no. worse for the Milwaukee Bucks in their franchise. No. No, I, I agree with that. But, uh, hey, Thursday they're coming back home, and uh, we'll see what happens for sure. It, uh, that, that, uh, that's, a, that's a tough hit. I, I, you know, that's even an understatement. But, uh, okay, but the good news, uh, the Brewers, rolling. And they are rolling. I mean, I, I heard Craig Council prior to the game today. Make a comment that was pretty interesting Went with regards to, and we're going to hear from Aaron Ashby, tomorrow's starter, one of the top pitching prospects in the in, entire organization. He made a comment about the six-man uh, rotation, giving guys the extra days for, for a number of reasons. Um, one would be the, um, the, the age uh, of these guys. A guy like Freddie Peralta has never been a starter for a full year. Uh, he cited the example of number two going from the pandemic shortened season to the uh, innings elevated uh, kind of numbers here heading into a 162. Then his third comment, Evan, I don't know if you caught this, but his third comment was, and we, we intend to have an additional month or month and a half of baseball this year. I like the sound of that. No doubt. For him to kind of... That doesn't sound like Craig. He's usually kind of reserved. Not at all. It was uh, music to my ears. And and maybe in in a manner of speaking, you want to think like that. You you, you have to think the pinnacle. You have to think uh, that that your goal and objective is to win the World Series, win the world title. And uh, because every decision you make is based on that objective so especially for a team that's made the playoffs three straight years I mean you have to set your goals higher at that point and it falls in line with that philosophy that you know this is why they're giving these guys an extra day I personally wouldn't do it but you know that's why I'm not a major league manager that's why that's why he has uh he has the seat he has but Brandon Woodruff uh did allow some traffic here made pitches when he had two six innings of one-run baseball, he did allow uh, four hits, three walks, struck out eight in the performance. Here's the Brewers' right-hander. Woody, uh, you had to fight tonight, didn't you? I mean, you, you know, they, they gave you some resistance, and uh, you had to battle through some innings, it seemed like. Yeah, they um, – I <clears throat> obviously facing them three times already this year. Tonight was the fourth. Um, I had a pretty good idea of, you know, what they wanted to do, and – Tonight, I think they were just a little more patient. They were a little more um, passive uh, early in the counts, and um, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get ahead there for for most of the night. It felt like so I was kind of behind. It felt like a lot. So um, they did what they're supposed to do. They're major league hitters. They get you in their counts and um, and make you work. So um, it was. I mean, thankfully got through six. So. 
um, that was a positive, but um, it was a, it was tough. It was battle for sure. What do you face all these teams and all these hitters? What do you think when you watch Josh Hader do this? It, it seems like, you know, every time he pitches, it's a scoreless inning. Uh, I mean, it's, he's been doing it for four years now. So, I mean, it's, uh, and there's no secret to what he's doing. I, you know, he's obviously using a little bit more of his off speed now, which is even more of a weapon. I think his, uh used to, it was just a fast. Uh, he's got the change up and the slider. So, um, and and those all speed pitches make his heater jump even more. So, um, it, I mean, he's, he's special. I mean, it, it, there's there's no secret about it. He's he's un, unbelievable. Um, you feel good when he comes in in the night. Hey, Woody, Woody, it looked like the point for you was in the fourth inning. Um, you know, wisdom got the ball in, yeah. walked, and so now you got two on a run in and one out, and you struck yeah. Alcantara and and popped up Sogi. Um, Sogi. Is your best, you know, pitching of spot? Of yeah, uh, I would. You know, there's there's moments in the game where, um, you know, there, there's a handful of moments in a game where you really have to make pitches, and uh, not that you take focus away from all the other pitches. There's just certain situations where, like that one in the fourth, um, had leadoff triple, uh, was able to get a a grounder there. And so th that inning's very manageable. If I could get a strike out there with, um, you know, when I had two strikes and just wasn't able to do it, um, you're still able to manage that inning. The thing is you, you just got to take a breath, kind of be in the moment, try to make a pitch and just limit the damage. And I was able to do that. And, um, you know, Manny was calling some great sequences behind the plate and um, made some good defensive plays behind me. Um, that's, that's huge. That's key. So, um, being able to keep them off the board, just one there, um, you'll take that. So that's just kind of playing the game. Um, kind of thinking your, your way. I know I've said this earlier in the year, but those are the moments where you kind of, you have to really, um, just play the game and try to think your way around what you're trying to do and just try to limit the damage. And that, um, I think that helped, you know, get me through the, the fifth and, and sixth. Hey, Woody, Jace's numbers aren't particularly impressive, but he's had a role in some really big plays and, and done really well for you guys this year in the times he's been with the team. You know, from your perspective, what, is, what does he bring and what does it mean to have a guy like that uh, on the roster? I, yes, I love, uh, I love the way Jace goes about the game. Um, this guy comes in ready to play every day, and you can, you can look at him and say they're not eye-popping, but that doesn't tell the whole story. Um, when he steps in the batter's box, he's going to give you a good at bat. He's going to – a lot of times he's going to walk. Um, so he's on the base a, a ton, it seems like. And he just plays solid defense wherever. So uh, I don't know how much stock or value you want to put into it. but And as a teammate, the guy is, a, is an amazing teammate. He, he picks everybody else up. Um, never seems to get sped up. And, you know, I can go on and on. I'm glad you asked that because he's a really dang good baseball player. And I know people don't talk about him, but those are the type of players that you need on your team. And um, he's been heating up here lately, it seems like, and he's uh, playing some good baseball. Hey, Woody, you've been uh, – gone through some really good stretches, like end of 18, end of 19. The yeah. stretch you're on right now is like five, six weeks now. Is it? Does it have kind of that same sort of feeling? Yeah, it's um, – I mean, it, we're still just in, in June, you know, but um, 
Hey, man, if you can win a game in the major leagues on on it as a as a plus, and you know, I I just remember saying I feel like I say it every year. It's you know when we go through these stretches where we're not playing good baseball, there's a time where something happens and it clicks, and we start playing good baseball. And um, you know, when when we're able to put when I when we get everybody back healthy and and are able to put all the facets of the game and everything click at the same time, we're we're dangerous. We're a good team, and we're winning some ball games right now that are um, those close ball games. So the guys are stepping up, getting the big hit when we need it. And, you know, that's huge. And that plays a bit here in the year when um, we get in these close games. So um, hopefully we can keep it going. We're playing some good baseball. It's fun. And, um, you know, hopefully we, we keep it going. Woody, considering how many times you play the Cubs and how well you know each other, what do you think yeah. that your success has been against them this year? You beat them four times. Um, I, I really can't put a finger on it. Uh, I think every time we play them, it, it's the fact that we know each other. Just I feel like every at bat is intense. I feel like every you know it's I feel like everything. Everybody's so locked in during these series and. Uh, I think that's what makes for such good baseball games. So um, I, I really can't put a finger on it. I just try to go out in time and um, and do that and and see how it ends up at the end of the game. So um, that was a big win tonight. We now, um, try to come out tomorrow and, and win 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 another. One. There he is, Brandon Woodruff, after the Brewers' 2-1 to win over the Chicago Cubs to take the series with this win. They have an opportunity to sweep with a victory tomorrow. He said an interesting thing there that, you know, once they get everybody healthy and, and, and playing a little bit better, because, Evan, you and I have, have been in full agreement. This team has not played their best baseball yet. I mean, for sure. Maybe you could argue that maybe the starting pitching peaked, but even then, there's too much talent for them to even be less than a middle-of-the-pack pitching rotation. And then the offense has been struggling all year. They can't hit consistently, can't drive in runs consistently, and yet we are sitting on June 29th, 14 games above 500. That is the testament that this is a good baseball team. Yeah, and and that's that that's what I was saying right there. Woody, you know, once they do get going, he said they're a very dangerous team, and I've been saying that all year long. They're built like a playoff game. They really are. 26 and 10 now since the Adamas trade. Proving what major point in that, Evan Heffelfinger? That sometimes all it takes is a roster move to change the outcome of your season. It, it, it's right on the money. And we, we have to credit David Stearns. As much as we all are falling in love with uh, Willie Adamas, but we have to go to Matt Arnold, the GM, and uh, President David Stearns to pull that trigger and make that move. All right, final uh, couple of uh, words here from tomorrow's starter, our first introduction to the latest Brewers pitcher, Aaron Ashby. Aaron, when did you uh, first hear the news, and what was your reaction? Uh, it was last night around 11 o'clock. Um, I was with two of my best friends, and we were kind of just hanging out. It was their last night in Nashville. And um, obviously every emotion that you can imagine was running through, but um, it was really cool. It was really cool and exciting. It's been a, it's been a really fun 24 hours. 
Aaron Council just sort of explained to us why they like pitching you at the front of the game, even if it's a more condensed stint. You think that's a, a good call because you like know that routine? Do you anticipate that'll help take maybe one or two of those million butterflies out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm comfortable with whatever they want to do. You know, that's that's kind of why the move to the pin was what it was, is so that I'm comfortable doing, you know, whatever whatever they needed me to do. So um, come here tomorrow and start this game and give these guys some quality innings. Yeah. Aaron, can you share just how the last couple of appearances went for you with Nashville? Like, you know, just what you've been kind of working on and what's been executing so well for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think just throwing strikes, you know, early and often um, is the biggest thing is when I have the most success. Um, first pitch strikes out of the pen are really important. And um, I think it kind of helps, you know, lock that, you know, mental focus in um, in your bullpen and during the game, everything has to be a little bit sharper. So um, that's what I've been working on and uh, it's, it's gone well. Aaron, uh, Brewers versus Cubs in your major league debut. That's right <laughs> yeah. in, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Is a, like a big caravan on its way here from Joplin? Uh, may, I don't know about from Joplin. My family's – I'm from Kansas City. Uh, I went to school a little bit south of Joplin. But, yeah, my, my dad, my brother are here now. Um, along with my uncle, and then my mom's on their way in the morning. No problem sleeping tonight? <laughs> we'll see. I, I should be fine. I'm, I'm pretty tired, um, so I'm looking forward to getting, getting back to the hotel and <laughs> getting to bed. <laughs> Aaron, was it helpful just to have today, though? I mean, I don't know what time you arrived today, but was it helpful to have today just to kind of get your bearings and – Will you, I don't know, will that help you maybe feel a bit more settled tomorrow as possible? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, having this day to, you know, say hi to all the guys and just get get my feet under me and, uh, you know, have at least, you know, this next day or so to relax. And it was, it was nice. I got in this afternoon, so it's been, it's been relaxing. Is that your uncle uh, Andy that's here? Yeah, yeah, he'll be here. He, uh, I think he, he either lands now or a little bit, a little bit ago. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't spoke to him yet. <laughs> I'm sure you've had some conversations with him over the past. But do you think he'll share any insights about you know how to handle your first major league appearance, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, maybe. I, I talked to him last night. Um, gave him the call when I got the call, and uh, he said, you know, just enjoy every moment of it. So that's that's what I'm here doing, and um, you know, I'm gonna do everything I can to. Enjoy it. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, that's all uh, good and fun, Aaron Ashby, but uh, your enjoyment, man, I, you know, I want outs. That's, that's what we need. That's what the Milwaukee Brewers need. Uh, tomorrow, a 110 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, game three of this three-game set, and it's uh, going to feature 
Uh, a bullpen day for the Brew Crew. Uh, Aaron Ashby will get his uh, major league debut tomorrow. Family coming in, as you just heard, and that is, that is all super cool. I, I love that. And, uh, I mean, it, these guys work really hard to get to that moment, that one big moment. And uh, he's got his tomorrow. Uh, I would think Brent Suter is going to be involved, Miguel Sanchez to be involved in a bullpen game, and We'll see what happens. Boxberger, and I'd be surprised if Williams were available again. I I think they probably want to stay away from him until Thursday, but they're going to face Jake Arrieta, Evan. Yeah, he, back in the Windy City, has not had a great homecoming. 5-8 with a 5.32 ERA for the 35-year-old, but he does have a history with this team, so I'm curious to see how that will play out. Time to lay the hammer to them and get the sweep. That would be sweet as the Brewers now have a five-game lead in the National League Central. After uh, tomorrow's game will be the mathematical halfway mark of the season already. And the Brewers have an opportunity to go to 15 games over 500 with a victory tomorrow and their eighth straight victory. You smelling some burgers? I mean, it is seven already. And they've got the Pirates starting a four-game set on Thursday. I mean, can they get to 12? I will be first in line at George Webb's <laughs> if that happens. Let's do it. All right, for uh, Evan Heffelfinger and Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, who joined us earlier, pick and save basketball post-game show. Unfortunately, the Bucks fall tonight. And a series tied at 2-2, coming back to Milwaukee for game five. And more on Giannis, more conversation, breakdown, analysis. Tomorrow morning, Bart Winkler, uh, the Wendy's Big Show, going to be a must-listen to. And tomorrow afternoon, Rami Makhlouf is going to break it down as well. Uh, we'll have the uh, post-game show and talking Brewers sweep over the Cubs, hopefully getting on the air uh, somewhere a little after 4 o'clock or so. For Evan Heffelfinger, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, my name is Tim Allen. You guys enjoy the victory and uh, cross your fingers for Giannis. Enjoy the rest of your, well, now morning. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.